You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Episode 22 of the 2015 offseason. This is show 186, 14 to go to 200. That is awesome. And on this podcast, we are going to talk and deliver you some fantasy football street cred. We're going to give you the tools and the information so that you're going to be able to do ball this year and people in your league are going to be like, damn, that guy's good at fantasy football. That's what we're delivering for you. Basically, in that, we're going to be talking about a myriad of different subjects uh, going across the gamut. I'm not going to mention any of them just in case we can't get to one of them and we won't have to like go back and edit it. Uh, but, as usual, to my left, I got Houdini across the way, stag party, in tow. And we got Dogmatica to my right, which is sweet. Uh, I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com And man I'm fired up to talk some fantasy football It's a gorgeous day in uh, Chicago uh, Summer has finally come around uh, Good times It's less than 50 days until the football and games start And that people are starting to uh, show up to camps and whatnot uh, In the coming days This is exciting It's back to football time D-Rex has eaten his Wheaties today He's got the big words popping out He's got myriad He's got gamut He's breaking them all tonight, boys. Studying, it's going to be a goodie. I've been studying. There we go. There that's we what, go. That's why you have the dictionary by the toilet. <laughs> I've got one of the best dictionaries ever that I bought at the Tate Museum in London. It's this old, like, Johnson's uh, crazy uh, dictionary. I thought I lost it, so I'll make this quick. And I went back to go buy it. And the thing's worth a lot of money. I'm like, well, how the hell is this thing worth so much money? Found it again. Good to know. Well, it, it explains why it's unwrapped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what, what, are we, what are we getting into first here? Um, I think Stags has got a little something for us. The oh, first thing for us is we're pretty much on the clock right now in our Fantasy Pros Experts Charity League. Oh, that's right. Uh, it, it just so happened that it kind of coincided it. So, instead of, instead of sending 80 texts to each other explaining our positions on different players... Uh, you know, screaming about how we're not going to draft Todd Gurley, no matter how good of a value he seems at the time. Uh, we're we're going to talk through the pick rather than you know just send a bunch of texts about it. 
So we're in this league uh, with a bunch of other, you know, fantasy experts. Twelve team league. Twelve team league PPR. Uh, one point per twenty passing yards, and only one uh, minus one point for interceptions and stuff like that. So we've made some different draft picks than we usually do, uh, including drafting an Andrew Luck in the third round. So right now, let's just go over some of the experts who are in there. There's Matthew Hill uh, from Fantasy Team Advice, Justin Boone from The Score, uh, Jeff Ratcliffe from PFF, uh, John uh, Paulson from 4 for 4, uh, Jake Seeley from Roto Experts, uh, Mike Clay from Pro Football Focus, uh, Ken Zalis from uh, Pressbox Online and FansFantasyFootball.com, uh, Jeff Bruback from The Fake Football, The Savage Brothers from uh, The New York Times, Sean Coner uh, from uh, Stats. Yep, that's and, my uh, former company. Good luck there, buddy. <laughs> and finally, Pat Thorman from uh, Pro Football Focus. I, and this, you tell them the reason. Sorry about that little noise in the background. We we're finalizing our, our, our air conditioning setup in the room here. Now we got to shut it off for the next three uh, three hours. So we were trying to get whatever we could out of this uh, hot day. But you told them the reason why the, these people have been chosen, right? Uh, basically, because they were the top in-season experts uh, for fantasy at, pros. at fantasy pros last season. Dogmatica, uh, week to week. You know, for us, we're known for our fantasy rankings. Uh, we've talked about it before. We should write this down so we have it at the top of our head, or maybe you know. But uh, Dogmatica has had some major success in the first. It was the librarians, uh, uh, sh- uh, fantasy football librarian. She kind of uh, left the industry, I believe, and kind of handed this off uh, over the years to um, the fantasy football pros and what's that credit site, whatever. Uh, but it's uh, basically. Every week, we deliver our player rankings, or Dogmatica delivers player rankings on behalf of Pyromaniac, and at the end of the week, you can see how many points happen and base everyone's rankings against each other, and you pit each other up, and Dogmatica, for the last four years, has been doing, five years maybe, has been doing epic. You were yeah. top ten in five three of them? Yet. Yeah, I was, t- I was uh, well, we were uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth three years in a row. Um, then I think it was t- then I think it was somewhere around tenth or eleventh or something like that, and then last year was right around tenth or eleventh again. But what was amazing last year was on the week to week thing. That's why we're in this challenge. Yeah, how, how we were uh, putting together our rankings on a week to week basis, and how many how many number, how many top fives and number ones did you I, have I, last, I last year? Four top fives, two first place. <laughs> over the entire year. So that's just so you guys know. Weeks. It's amazing. Just so you know, there's 135, I think there was 160 sites. There was 160 sites this year that were giving their week-to-week rankings. So that just shows you when you're finishing number one out of like 150, 160 people and then top fives three other times. Pretty ridiculous. Dogmatica, you are the man. Keep it up. We're fired up. We actually just uh, updated our player rankings on the site today to reflect our player uh, consensus, our consensus pyro uh, tiers, collective uh, tiers for us. Um, so check that out, uh, and you'll get a chance to see uh, why dog wheels. I, I got to tell you, I, I think I got my vote for our two picks on the corner. Here, let's go. So, so uh, should we kind of rate kinda, it by who's available? I say we text to each other. Though. I'm we gotta just, text it to each other. <laughs> Even though we're in the same room, we can talk it through. All right, here, I'm, we I'm have to text it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've literally, we've literally sent on our first six picks. Okay. Man, what do you think? So I say AP, AP was a quick one. Yeah. AP, we drafted number one overall. That was pretty quick. 
Then we got into it in the second and third round. It's real easily hard. over 700 texts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, now and the, the, the the second and third round. We're on the corner, by the way. We are the fr- we were the first pick in the draft, so we had to come back with the 24th and 25th pick. Uh, we ended up taking who was still available, and it was. I mean, it's not a shock that it was available because we are actually a proponent of waiting on QBs. And so is everybody it, else now. Yeah, right? and, so is, and so is everybody else now, obviously. And it seems that way. There was no QBs taken off the board in the first two rounds. So we ended up taking Mike Evans as our first wide receiver. That was the best wide receiver left, which is just fine with me. Yep. Um, and then we took Andrew Luck. We decided let's have the best at the quarterback position, the best at the running back position, and I think a very good up-and-comer in Mike Evans who could possibly uh, do better than he did last year, which I think is phenomenal. See, the whole thing about this is where it's like, you know, if we're thinking in some way that we stretched for Andrew Luck, you can't think of it that way. You didn't. You got him as a third-round pick. Absolutely. So here's a guy that is going to be drafted in some leagues first round, in some leagues probably top five. So to be able to wait, and, and knowing we're, we're in a 12-team league, we're going to have to wait, you know, 23 picks until it comes back around to us again. So it was, what do you want to grab at that situation? And the value that you get from him there, and that's a steady base that you now know that you're going to have solid points every week, and you're not going to have to worry about these horrible uh, valleys and games where you just really stink from Andrew Luck. Yeah. Plus, the, the the scoring system in this league is one point per 20 passing yards. This is and huge. Not, which is a big difference, and only minus one point per interception. So it like widens the gap between Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers. Because Luck's going to put up more yards, he's going to probably throw more touchdowns, and coming along with that is more interceptions. But when they don't hurt as much, yeah, right. he scored like 470 points in this league last year. You and it also devalues the running quarterbacks a little bit who don't throw for as many yards because they don't have that leg up. So the Russell Wilsons and the Cam Newtons get knocked down a little bit uh, rather than those sort of normal 1 per 25 passing yards scoring It's not that it matters all that much because Luck still runs for his own anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's I mean his ADP, as it is right now throughout... Uh, we, we use Fantasy Pros, which uses a ton of different sites, and it compiles it all into a, a big ADP. His ADP right now is 16, and we got him at 25. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm very a, happy with that. It's a big value for us. It was just a different strategy. And the running backs that were off the board already... Our, the guys we could have taken at running back instead of an Andrew Luck were guys like you know CJ Miller, CJ Lamar Miller, you know Alfred Morris, Alfred Morris, uh, Melvin Gordon. Sp- Spiller was the and next this is pick. PPR, which makes a difference. Spiller was the next pick after we took Luck. Yes, well, and I think then when Aaron Rodgers went in the next couple after that. The other benefit that we had, and why you don't need to go running for another one of those running backs, is because you have Adrian Peterson. So once we had AP. That allows you to have the flexibility to say that you don't have to get, you know, that you know if you miss out on the next one, you have a, a, a running back that's capable of producing at a 1.5 level of running back. So you know you're already a leg up, and then you added, you know, Andrew and, Luck and Mike Evans. So. Yeah, and it's also a best ball league, so we feel like we could put together a running back to score out of the droves and droves of running backs we're going to draft in the next couple rounds here. We've got to draft 24 total rounds in this draft. So we're going to have a real deep bench. and since A lot it's of a, running backs since, on it. Since, a best, since it's a best ball league, you know, you're not picking up anybody during right. the season. So we've got to do a lot of preparation. We've got to pick up a lot of guys 
Uh, and we're going to have a lot of people's handcuffs, and that's just the way it's going to turn out because people are going to get injured. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? And it makes boomer bust guys uh, big for you. And yeah. you want to take the boomer rounds guys. too. Yes, yes. Because that guy, that guy's only going to be played in the games where he booms and gets you those points. In the games he's a dud, <laughs> he's not hurting. So the guy who's that average player who you're grabbing at the end of your bench is going to give you an average between five and eight points a week. Is yeah. never going to score on your team. He's never going to play. He's never going to get. He's gonna, never going to be inserted into your lineup. Yeah, like a Jarvis Landry, who we like. He's not somebody I'd target in this kind of format. No, uh, unless you're looking for, unless you have a lot of boom guys, and he's maybe your fourth wide receiver, who's kind of you need his. A steadying presence, but so uh, in the other two rounds, we ended up going back and looking at the running backs position again, and you know we had Latavius Murray and uh, Todd Todd Gurley on the board, and with the NFI news going on the injury list, we could not take the chance on Gurley. Uh, at that time, we felt like, hey, if there's anybody who has a chance to slide with recent news, it's going to be Gurley. It didn't end up happening, but he's just not something somebody I want on my team right now, especially at the price you have to pay of a fifth-round pick. I mean, maybe Latavius Murray could have been a pick, but we'd rather have the Amari Cooper side of that show um, in terms of a PPR well, league. Well, that was the thing. We, we, we also looked at Latavius Murray and said that there's still so much risk involved in taking him. Here's a guy who has very little, was a four-game sample size? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, as, you, much as, as dominant as he looked in that four-game sample and as dominant as his uh, you know, underwear Olympics have been, it's still a really big risk to take a guy who also has backups behind him that are, can carry the load just as well. Well, the best part for me was we're, we're sitting there and we're going, okay, fine. Well, then let's, at one point, let's take Latavius and Amari Cooper. Yeah. And then there's like, we are not taking Sorry, two, two Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> no, all cap. We are not, not taking, taking two dot, Raiders. Dot, 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 exclamation, exit. Period. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we ended up with Amari Cooper and Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant, which I think is Sad. a fine pick. That, that That's kid. a boom guy. That a boom guy. Gonna get, he's going to get five or six games. He boomed, boomed, he boomed five boomed games last year. Dude, that, that's the whole thing that that, uh, that Pyromaniac Mo came up with is his, what, what is it? Top is positional it? weeks. Top positional weeks. Which yeah. is a, that's a perfect piece to be looking at when we're on the fence or someone. And Martavius, five, five you said? I think it was maybe. maybe it was four. Four out of ten. He didn't play in, uh, the first six he games. Ten really games and he was just worked in the first yeah. couple of games. I'd, I'd call it four and eight games, to yeah. be honest. So he's ridiculous where that guy's going to explode a few weeks and be scoring us a ton of points. So we're sitting here with a quarterback, a running back, and three wide receivers. Um, yeah, we, could, uh, we definitely need a running back. I think yeah. that that is a necessary component at this point. But... When you're looking, at, and it's strange because I usually don't think this way, but Ertz is sitting there. I was looking I at that agree. too. So I, okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Just long. I, that I was the same guy who I was, I was wondering. I was like, well, are you guys interested in taking a tight end here? Because I know, again, we're talking about at two positions already that we've identified and we've talked about in the past that quarterback and tight end are, are positions you can wait on. But at the same time, too, again, I, I say... My point in this whole thing is we don't say that with a blanket statement because, to me, we're in a 12-team draft. That's a lot more uh, talent gets depleted. We are on the corner. You do have to wait forever and a day for the draft to come back to you. So sometimes positioning... 23 picks, the exact, right? Yeah. Yeah, 23 picks. So this is you, you have to have... Positioning here says maybe I take the advantage of that position right now because, again, 
We don't need another wide receiver. We don't need another quarterback. And we're already going to grab one running back. I now. think it's running back. When, and uh, when I brought it's this either up, two running backs or running back and tight end. When I brought yeah. this up to you, That's your response was uh, stag, stag party. When I brought this up, we, we were talking a minute before you guys showed up, and I was like, I said Ertz. I saw Ertz, and I'm like, who Ertz? You know, because we the guy had just taken uh, in the previous round. Greg Olson had gone. Yeah. Uh, your boy went in the fourth or third, maybe fourth. even fourth round, Kelsey. So. I like Ertz, and here's what you here's what you said, Sagbar. You're like, I'd rather wait and go uh, with Eifert. Here's what I think we do. I think we get Ertz, and then we still take Eifert because it's best play. Because there might be a week that Eifert blows up, and is our best player that week. So. And they have different bye weeks, different which bye matters weeks. more in best ball when you can't pick up and stream players. Exactly. Let's That's get both. The, let's get both these guys. Obviously, Eifert, you wait, you know, five rounds or however. You, you yeah, we wait. Definitely wait a yeah. little bit. For, I don't for think Eifert. it's going to be as, as many as five more rounds. Okay, but Ertz will so. be gone in the next five no, minutes. We'll take him now. Yeah, no exactly, doubt. No, right now. no doubt about but it. But this is one of those things where you have to identify, again, being where we are in positioning. There's no chance of like so many guys ever coming back to us at this point in time. So, On my tiers, Ertz is by far and away the highest guy. For me, I'll just over run, Bennett, I'll just... you have him over Bennett. I have yes, Ertz over yes. Bennett. I do as well. I have yeah. I have yeah. Ertz and I then Eifert. But here, let me just give you mine and look at you guys. Pull up the collective tiers uh, or your own. Yeah, I have Ertz at six seconds. and Bennett at five. So, so I got Ertz there sitting at number four. I like him. My my highest wide receiver. What we don't need. But my highest wide receiver, who's also the highest in the list for ADP in the draft site, is uh, Kevin White. We're not going to do that. We don't want two rookies. We don't need a wide receiver. Understood. Just had to get my uh, my Kevin White uh, man love. Yeah, you've there. gotten hammered on Kevin White. Recently. Yeah, people are hitting me hitting me hard. They think yeah. he's not going to have a good season. I don't buy it. I don't care about the Fox. You you guys, if you guys think that a six overall pick that's a stud and got a lot of talent and a smart kid that can learn the offense is going to be saddled for Royal, and I think Royal will get lots of play at slot. But in, in Marquise Wilson, I did not buy it. No, I don't buy that. And I was going to tell you this: he'll end up being the number one wide receiver on this team either by the end of this year I or agree. by next year. Elshon Jeffrey is really not a number one. He's not. He's not. He's be- he's a Pippin. He's not a. He's not a. Yeah, Shaq man. told him. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq, I like it. If you only you were good, as good at sinking free throws as you are at to start talking shit on Instagram, <laughs> burn over, <laughs> loved it. Shaq, there, there, there's some good Shaq. Twitter action going on today because the Madden uh, running back rankings came out today. Beast Mode was the top running back, right? Wow. Okay. So they gave him a 99 in stiff arm, but only a 98 in trucking. So the Seahawks had to ask, like, hey. How can you not give Beast Mode like a 99 in trucking? And they're like, oh, well, maybe if you called uh, one more of these and it was five or four uh, halfback dive plays oh, in a picture. Oh, uh, snap. And they're like, oh, oh, well played. Uh, we, we got you, we got you. <laughs> so then they're like, EA Sports happened to reply, you know, with the meme, sorry we got hacked. And it's Tom, Bra- Tom Brady in like a wig going, Bazinga. <laughs> oh my god. Bell. Barry. Oh. Wait up, girls. I got a salami. I got a hide still. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't have a salami they don't have to yeah. hide? Uh, so, <laughs> so you guys. Been hidden for so a while, Ertz boy. is definitely one of your guys' collective picks here. Well, hold on. Let me go on with my running backs and let's just let's talk it through. You know, we don't have to rush this, but. Uh, my running backs, the highest running back I have is Isaiah Crowell and then Sims and Niall Davis. God. You I, like oh, Joy Bell. I got Buck Adams pretty high here. But I think that we should go Ertz and a running back. 
and then take Eifert a little bit later, and we'll have some Bell. sick wide uh, tight end action to be scoring us some points. I mean, year. we're not high on Joyke Bell, but at this point in the draft, when it's you know what running back thirty one, is taken. He, I got to tell you, his his injuries are bumming me out. I put him higher recently. But it, it, the, the injuries, oh, if he if he goes down, I'm sorry, but he's got too many leg injuries. It's I, he and he's got somebody crawling up his ass at this point, too. I, I, I like Crowell for this. I do, too. You know, he has the ability. He's already going to be the number one. West is the guy that's going to have to battle off uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. So you grab Crowell. He can still grab you some some catches too. It's not going to be anything dynamic, but he might score some touchdowns here. And, and I, the touchdowns in best ball might be what makes a difference. He could have those two touchdown type he games where could. he works himself into the lineup, which is one one big consideration. When it comes down to it, he's the best talent. He has the most talent <laughs> of the rest <laughs> of these guys. Awesome. You were like David T. Thomas there. That was awesome. <laughs> he, no, but he is. He's just the best talent out there right now. I, uh, I mean, the, the Browns are going to be running all day long. Everybody knows that. And it doesn't matter if... They, if West and Johnson and, and Duke Johnson gets the, get their runs, it doesn't matter. Crowell's still going to get at least fifteen to twenty a game, and he is he has the ability to break one anytime. He's the short yardage guy because he's a a, a monster out there. He's I think he's there. He's and, our guy. Right and now. we could take Duke later on, probably pretty much later if we wanted to to he's offset fourth, offset he's, of the week that he is the big week. I don't know. Yeah. He's fourth on the ADP list though. So, uh, Duke, uh, in terms of running back. But where's so, Crow up? Top. So, I hate I, that. I like it when these guys are lower, like our, our Martavis. Nobody's going to be grabbing later. Duke. I'm telling you, nobody's going to be grabbing Duke. Not for a while. Not for a while. Everyone, so. Everyone's gone early on the running backs now. So this is where they're going to start making up on the other positions. So exactly. It's okay. We're not going to see as much of a drop in the running back position. You're going to see a lot more depleted in tight end. You're going to see a lot more depleted in wide receiver. There's going to be guys that we're going to be able to get. By the way, we can't say too much in case these right, guys are people are listening. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Um, well, yeah. I, I say we go with Crowell and we go with Ertz then. I, I will make. Let me just make a small case yeah. for Joyke Bell, and it's not going to be a big one because I don't love yeah. Joyke Bell. And you but, can already tell. You know that none of us like Joy. You know that me and Houdini are not Joyke Bell. Do Joyke Bell? I'm the, Joy I'm the Bell. guy that's somewhat with you on it, but you're going to have to give me a summer, really a, good argument. He had a kids' camp last year in Michigan last summer. I think he didn't even show up because he was he had, was injured. He was like literally in the hospital, like getting some sort of surgery yeah. done. If he had anything going on this off season, he was in the hospital doesn't, for it. Doesn't he have two, sur- doesn't he have two surgeries? No, he had no worse surgeries this time. Yep. But the case is, but, but, but injuries aside, go ahead. But he's still a starting running back on a pretty good offense, which you can't say about Cleveland. He catches passes, and he's the goal line back no matter what, and he's a candidate for twenty plus carries on any given day. He was better down the stretch as he got healthy, and you know he might never be the you know fifty yard run type of guy who has huge games, but he could definitely have those two touchdown games at least as often as Crowell. Yeah, no, he did, and, and he did against the Bears. Right, and the, and the Bears still suck. They, they're, not, they're not. They're not as bad as they were last year, though. He's solid They'll as the number one running back in Detroit, so they drafted Amir Abdullah. Yeah, to play the Reggie. Early. To, right. <laughs> to play the Reggie Bush role, but the only people not, they not so much to play the Reggie. They, they love got Bill, they got yeah. and they like But you remember Bush. they loved Reggie Bush two seasons ago, and Joyke Bell still had a very. They good season. still really like Theo Riddick there because Bush well. kept getting injured too. <laughs> Bush got injured to the point where he couldn't play. Bell would play through it, 
and eventually get more injured. You know, it's, I don't know. I, it's it's the just, problem is also it's attrition of injuries. You've had this many injuries over this period of time at that position, playing on an inside dome, uh, you know, and not on the grass surface. I just don't like it. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to go that way this year. So, 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 kid, so you wouldn't draft him at all? Ever? Joik? Because we're at running back 31, which is where he's ranked in our tiers. And Joik could. Don't you think Joik could yeah, make it back have, to us? Yeah, but we have... Uh, Crowell at 24. Right. Don't you think Joik could make it back to us, potentially? No. I don't think so, either. No. Okay. Um, here's what I'll say. To play devil's advocate. I think he'll get back to us my, before my, Crowell would. My bet would be Joik Bell gets taken next pick from the guy who has Amir Abdullah. Now, here's a question I got for you. So, to play on your side, devil's advocate, I'm not condoning this or anything, what if we took... Crowell and Joik Bell, and we didn't go Ertz. I agree, Ertz will be gone. Interesting. But then we just say, you know, I'd we'd have to, players. Eifert, we'd have to go really early on Eifert because among tight ends in Blaney, this Julius in this format, Thomas, Eifert's like the sixth guy up. What about what about in ADP in PPR? What about I like Witten in PPR. Uh, I, I like Delaney Walker in PPR. Who's going to be... Who, let's just put it wow. this way. Who do you think, dog? There's some gonna... good tight ends left. I, I, Ertz is not a necessity at this point, I, I guess. Crowell and Bell wouldn't be terrible, actually. I, that, that, actually, here's not a bad call. To, between Bell and Ertz, who do you think out of those two players is going to score enough points where they're going to be played in our lineup? Can Ertz. Bell? Ertz would have. We, we also have a flex position, though, too, that we haven't discussed. So uh, we, it's two running can... backs, three wide receivers, and a flex. But the fact is, we're going to need to claim anyone as a flex. We're going to need running backs. And Eifert could be the flex by scoring points. We're going to need running backs. We only have one, and those are two starters right there. That's not a terrible call. I mean, there are. Plenty of Look tight ends left. I hate to teams. say it. How I do love Ertz. How many teams have taken a tight end? It's only four? Only four. There are plenty but, of tight ends left, though. You know, Bennett can make it back in a couple rounds, who we were happy with. Eifert Scott could Fishley. probably make it back. Uh, Eifert will probably make it back. You know, so the way teams are constructed right now, you want to go through the teams. We've got Ben Roethlisberger as a QB on one, then CJ Spiller, Amir Abdullah. Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Walker, Clay, all those guys will come back. Uh, CJ Anderson, DeMarco Murray on another. Uh, then wow. Jarvis Landry, uh, Vincent Jackson, Jimmy Graham, and Mark Ingram. Then we got another team with Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, AJ Green, Randall Cobb, Kelvin Benjamin, and uh, Rashad Jennings. Then there's another team with Peyton Manning, Arian Foster, Joseph Randall, Des Bryant, Jordan Matthews, and Travis Kelsey. Then we've got another team, which Pretty is John. Team. There, there's some solid teams out here. I mean, Frank, Gore, Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, Demarius Thomas, Julian Edelman, uh, Greg Olson, Latavius Murray, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Alfred Morris, Calvin Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Marshall, Shane Vereen. There's other running backs to be had. And then there's six more teams. Uh, or five more, excluding us. Talk about Joy Bell. You might as well talk about LeGarrette Blount. You might as well, well talk about well, Chris Ivory. You might as well me, talk about those guys. Well, but I think no, Bell no. catches more passes than but Bell's hurt. Guys. That's why I'm yeah, worried. But Bell, yeah, but Bell's got the throw, injury. Let me throw a guy out there who's high on their ADP here. But again, if the, if the news is true about Gurley, 
What about Trey Mason? You want to talk about guys that are home run hitters? That guy can hit your home runs. He's also my, another one of my biggest problems with Gurley is the fact that St. Louis has one of the toughest schedules in the entire league, and especially in the second half when Gurley's supposed to be coming back. That's why. That's a big reason why I didn't want Gurley. I, I don't really I mean, like Trey Mason for that. When you look at the SLS, well, I'm saying if you're going to take two, if you're going to take two running backs, I would rather take him over George Bell. I George do. Bell, I don't know, is going to be. I, I just I you worry know, about the injury. And I don't. I just don't. See I do. Him. I worry about Bell, and that's why I'm saying if you're going to bring up Bell, you might as well bring up even a Doug Martin. I mean, you, yeah. I, 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 let's go. With if, the we, if, if we get into the Doug Martin range, I think we wait. I, mean, no, I, I agree. Agreed with that because I'd much rather have like Bishop Sankey over Doug Martin. Almost, it's close. I mean, it's splitting hairs. If you want to talk about Phil, no, I, I would rather have Nile Davis than either of them. To be honest. What do we want to do here? Just for the home run factor. Do we want, what, what, who do you, what Imagine do you want? how many text messages this would have been. Unbelievable. Every time we think that we're close to a decision, no, we, we would have, We would have probably settled on Ertz. Hey, that's what you got to do. I'm glad we're doing this right here now. We would have settled on Ertz and Crowell in a text message. We would have settled. No, we always do that. Dogmatic could get Bilicek on us right when we're all in. I do. And all of a sudden, I do. there's a pause, and you're like, oh, God. Have you thought oh, about God. this? Dogmatic yeah. is about to throw a total beeline curveball on <laughs> Oh, you guys have recognized that, huh? What if we uh, do this? So we're, are we, we're in agreement that we want to grab Crowell. Yeah, I, I think, think Crowell so. is a definite. We are the only team with one running back right now. So. All right, let's grab Crowell with the first Grab one. the Crow. Okay, Crow is the pick. And we got a sweet character made by Justin Height. Thanks, buddy. Uh, the Crow's got a nice crow on his shoulder with the new, brand new version of the jerseys on our Pyro character. The jerseys that came out a month ago, we've got on our Pyro characters. Justin Height, you're the man. A funny story, a great story, uh, actually, that I'm going to um, call out is uh, basically Charles Johnson, player on, on Minnesota, actually went to high school with a uh, Justin Height. And basically, they went to high school together, and one of Height's best friends is a tattoo artist. And essentially, basically, his guy, his buddy, uh, what's his name here? He's got it sitting here. Uh, his buddy did the tattoos for him, and basically, he showed him. Uh, he showed him this character, and they basically posted it and showed it to Chris Johnson. And uh, this character's actually got his tattoos and everything on it. So on that. Uh, Basically on Chris Johnson's Instagram Charles, page. Charles Johnson. Sorry, Charles Johnson. Uh, earlier today, four hours ago, Charles Johnson said, Ha ha, with our Charles Johnson uh, pyro character. It's got his spiked hair. and Really awesome. Ha ha, this is tough. Shout out to whoever made this. Got my nose ring and everything. Sitting there, respect, live loud, Vikings, skull, uh, CJX17. Uh, pretty awesome. So one of our pyro graphics and our pyro characters was promoted on Instagram and, and Facebook by uh, one of our favorites, Charles Johnson. Yeah, that, that's huge, by the way. I Sweet. would hope to get Charles Johnson in the next... No, never mind. I can't We're going to try and yeah. get him on a show. He'll do it. Might have to be the off-season. I'll do a quick pyro promo here before we uh, start talking about what, what our second pick will be or finalizing what it is. But we'll do a pyro promo. Thanks for all the people that are going out to iTunes and giving us a review and writing, uh, and giving a five star review and writing, um, you know, a little a little review as well, uh, five star rating. Uh, thank you for doing that. Please, if you haven't done it, help us out, help a brother out. We're trying to grow our stature on iTunes. If you're not an iTunes user or don't have an iPhone, you can check us out on Stitcher. Uh, is a great place to check us out. Um, if you're on Android or on Microsoft or even uh, what's the other one? 
uh, one of my buddies that I was talking about. One of my buddies was on Chiba, was on uh, the funniest thing. It wasn't a palm, but he was on a Motorola, like this uh, operating system. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Dude, he's that like, guy's he's like, like the head of Harvard he have Doctory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, now he's whatever guy, he, he just went over to did New York. Did he have the antenna on the phone? Dude, he's like, he's like you, can get these, you can get these for 100 bucks when you lose them. I'm like, well, don't lose your phone. He's like, I lose them all the time. Like, how? He's a Harvard doctor, and he's, he's probably one of the dumbest people in a lot of areas. <laughs> love you, Chiba. We, we love you, though, Chiba. First investor at Pyro, but he's hilarious. So, um, yeah, uh, long and short of it, go there. You can write a review. Follow us on, on Stitcher as well. Uh, want to know a cool thing that we were talking about, and then we'll go into the second pick. I noticed on Stitcher uh, this week we had our millionth minute listened to on Stitcher. Really? Millionth minutes. Not as much as, you know, our millionth listen like we've done on some of the others. Millionth. Or half, no, it was half million, sorry. Well, but uh, we're almost at 600,000 now. Yeah, so. we're, yeah. We're it's always moving quickly. Moving quickly. So, but yeah, that was uh, pretty sweet. I was reading and I was looking at some of the metrics. Oh, we've had a million minutes of the pop viral podcast listen to. Right, I would, I would love cool. to talk to Charles Johnson, actually. I mean, he's been one of my favorites since he mm-hmm. came into the league. And was it last Dibs. year or two years ago? <laughs> was it last year or two years ago that we talked to Roddy White and uh, MJD? Was that two ago. years ago now? Yeah. Um, that was a good time talking yeah. to those guys and, and asking questions, shooting the shit. Uh, Charles Johnson, I think, would be a good talk too. Absolutely, uh, big fan. Well, I'll make it happen, Justin. I'll see. I'll see what he can do. There's no reason not to reach out. And you know, he's like us. He's an irreverent guy. Uh, we've talked before. It looks like Rodman in some ways, and he's a stud. He's he's, he's made it from the bottom, and uh, he's that he's our kind of guy. Yeah. Um, All right. Somebody else who's like our guy is Porkchop422. <laughs> yeah, baby. He wrote a review for us on iTunes. I, I, I love the uh, Porkchop name. Love it. I love the Porkchop <laughs> from the Porkchop Express. Yeah, so, I like the four double douche. <laughs> so these guys are, are the sheet with a money son. So I guess that's better than the regular sheet. Uh, not only the most informative fantasy football podcast around, but also funny as a mf'er. <laughs> Keep yes. up the great work, fellas. And speaking of, you know, shout outs, let's give a fa- uh, uh, pyromaniac welcome to uh, Fantasy Stash, who's been hitting us up all day on Twitter and Facebook. So, heads What's up, up buddy. Thanks for listening. And, uh, and here's for you. So, I jump ship in Hong Kong. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. The caddy, Looper, Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro Jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. So I'm on the first tee. What am I giving the driver? He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter from the Lama. Long. Into a 10,000 foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the lamb says? No. Gunga, galunga. Gunga, gunga, la gunga. <laughs> oh, it's too bad they didn't close it out. Oh, don't worry, okay. don't worry. Okay, yo, you separated them. It's a tease. Maximizing it's a tease. the Carl Spackler uh, quotes. Did you throw a Crowell in there? We threw a Crowell in there. That was our first pick. Okay. Good. So now we've got one more pick. So we've talked about Bell. We've talked about Ertz. Now, since we already have one of the best QBs in the game, but in a best ball league, it might not matter as much. Because we're looking 
for the best, highest weekly score. Are you talking about grabbing another quarterback? I'm just let me ask just this. bringing it up. Let me ask this because how many other teams uh, have yet to draft a quarterback? There's only been four drafted, I think, or is it four or five? I now? think six now. Oh, is it? Oh, a couple others. Yeah, Roethlisberger, Russell, yeah, Russell, 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 Russell uh, yeah, Peyton, Breeze. So I think it's right okay. at six. So it'd be a Cam Newton or a Brady or no, a Cam Newton or a uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I mean, was you talking about one point for every yeah. twenty passes? He's my highest guy. Eli, Matt Ryan, and Eli are my highest guy. But I'd rather have probably an Andrew Luck and an Eli a little bit later rather than a Andrew yes. Luck and a. I think we. I think we Matt should stick Ryan with right either a running back or a tight end. I just wanted to I like pose. It. I think it's. I fun. wanted to pose that question to you yeah. because then we could have the best QB. Every week, pretty much. Here's here's what I would say right now. If I, we did I, that, then we shouldn't have taken. I'm going to make the argument for Ertz right now. I'm going to say that we should grab this. We should grab the position, you know, for the simple reason that being that it's best ball, I feel comfortable in later on rounds being able to find other guys in order to, to fill in and, and, and hit the voids. But if I know that in a Chip Kelly offense and a guy that's that's really stepping up more, where they have a lot more younger players in the offense, and he knows it now more, and this is his third year, that's what I'm saying. I'm He's saying been working hard. Every, Those who are hearing more about positively out of Eagles camp right now than Ertz. Right. He's their golden boy. Everyone's like, this guy's about to explode. Wouldn't you rather have Ertz knowing that you're going to start him every week, and then you're going to have whoever we grab up as a, as a backup? Maybe we get lucky and we get an Eifert or we get someone like that. You know, but. Maybe then it just turns out he becomes a flex score because Ertz is going to be side so when we how, first, many, how many people away from six. the top ADP is Eifert? Six. Six. When we first started this discussion, I said that, that I had my sad. vote on two guys. My vote was going to be Crowell and Ertz. I'll tell you that right now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still on board with that, Crowell and Ertz. Let's do Ertz. I know that you and want your bell, and I don't start. want bell. I just want the safety of a running back position. I and I do understand that. I do understand, that. and there are a lot of tight ends left. I That's like for you sure. Guys we're talking with the the other guys at the next. I, I yeah, but there's I think our next round should definitely be you know a wide receiver or, or, or two running backs or a wide receiver and a running back. Let's just keep on chipping away at those guys. I agree. And have, I like. I kind of don't really like it, especially with the way that the ADP is set up in here. There's a lot of guys that I like that are probably about in amongst running back position, about ten running backs down. You're getting into the Ryan Matthews. You're getting into the uh, you, you know the, the Garrett Blunt, Nile Davis. The you know. So I like. I like your. How deep is Blunt? How deep? And then we can. How deep is Sims? There's, there's Blunt on running backs. How about right? Sims? We could definitely go with like Sims is above Blount right yeah. now. Let me say some things though. We could also start getting those PPR running backs. We can get those Danny Woodheads, those mm-hmm. Reggie Bushes, Javoris Allen, those Buck Allen. Allens. Yeah. Oh god! Okay, let's let's not go too crazy to dogs. Woodhead, it, Woodhead. Let's not, not talk about all the guys yeah. down the road. Yeah, 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 I yeah, completely yeah, agree. Freak Some guy's gonna listen to this. Gunga, 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 gunga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've had that happen. We love you, Marino. But in that Scott Fishball, it's obvious that you re-listened to the Pyro Podcast uh, Light Episode Two that me and Stag Party did, entitled. What we're going to do in the fishbowl. Mocking for Scott Fishbowl. Somehow, every time it went to Marino in that league, he picked the guy that we would, we were talking about heavily. Well done. As you should. As you should. But we're not going to let that happen with the experts. All right. So, so I, <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's I think it's Ertz and Crawl Because uh, there are PPR running backs later to be had. There's even guys that are th- farther down there that 
aren't even on the first page. Right. What I about, think Ertz what about is Charles Johnson balls. or Kevin White? Don't, you, you know oh. exactly how to touch the buttons. God, you man, know what exactly. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know Stats? where my bean is. I, 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 was, I was playing the the, the Albert role. Yes, whatever wow. you want. You can. Who the fuck is you Albert? You can do whatever you want, buddy. You the got me whatever you want me. <laughs> so oh, we're going. We're going. We're going Ertz. Yeah, we're going Ertz. We're, 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 I want. No, we're I want to hear. I want to hear Houdini's a- hatred for having two rookie wide receivers on our team. <laughs> Come on, we gotta just get them. We should have pre You don't want Kevin White? <laughs> Thank you. Dude, we gotta do Kevin White here. We gotta yeah, I think we do Kevin White. <laughs> it's a Kevin White. Make the pick. Kevin White, make think, it. I think, I think every I think, doesn't get it. Houdini's like a dog it. just yeah. got a fourteen year old dog that dropped off rookies. I think we should draft rookies with every pick. I think we should draft rookies with every pick from here on out. Okay. I'm I'm in. So I think we should we should Pull back the uh, Crowell pick and tell, take Jay Ajay instead. Yes. And uh, no, no more names. Let's stop this. <laughs> stop this joke right now. I agree. Uh, let's go, Ertz. Ertz. I, I do. I'm not. A, Charles Johnson isn't a terrible call right now. I think he can come back to us. How deep is he? I do not think he'll come back to us. He's high. No, he's only. I don't know. He's fifth on wide receivers. He seems to be. You know, he got 23 picks though. Nobody's as high in him as we are. For some reason. Okay. And I, I think, I think he's going to come back. So, Zach Ertz is the pick, and we're hoping for our board. We're hoping for the soft player to come back. The real oh, some good stuff. Uh, we're fine. Yeah. yeah, I like it. So, I'm pretty sure we drafted uh, Zach Ertz, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Okay, it it <laughs> could have White? been Kevin White? No. Oh. Kevin White's still on the board, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's George Bell. <laughs> Suck uh, it. Suck it. <laughs> oh, you. That's why. That's why you don't give. You don't give control to the. Yeah, to I'm, the I'm making the picks from now on, but. This is, All right, <laughs> cool. Well, funny. that's that's uh, that's good. We don't want to talk about this too much more to give stuff away to p- other potential competitors. Oh, good lord, um, there's such good stuff out there too. We're fine. Good. All right. Good stuff. Good. So we got Ertz, uh, our first tight end off the board, and we got a Crowell, a guy that we think's got a lot of upside. So fun stuff. Uh, again, did you uh, did you tell the backstory on what the charity is about? Um, oh, we're playing. Everybody's playing for their own charity, uh, and we chose the Otis Wilson Foundation, being Chicagoans. Uh, you know, trying to do something with um, the youth in the area, fitness fitness programs, and things like that, uh, mentor programs. So we felt like getting backing an eighty-five bear is never a bad thing. You know, you guys hear about this with Chirac and all that stuff. It's insane. On Twitter, I follow a lot of these these news things. I'm not kidding. It'll be Sunday. It'll on Monday. It'll say in Chicago, in the inner city, in the rough parts of town. Uh, you know, 27 shot. You know, 16 killed. This is every weekend. It's not a joke. It's it's. There is so much gang fire and and murdering going on out in Englewood and out in the in the south. Southwest and south sides, it's insane and it's scary. So anything that can happen and be in place to help kids get off the street, to have that uh, boys club, to have that boys and girls club, uh, is is important. So we, we felt like well, I was initially going to do my tree hugger stance and we were going to do fight for stand for trees. <laughs> and uh, I kind of did that. I knew you guys would make fun of me for doing it. No, I was all about the, saving a tree, but I'm all about saving Otis Wilson now. The league uh, is, is for a great cause, and it, you can be on Twitter and follow it at hashtag charity league. Uh, check us out. We're, we're tweeting out our picks and talking to other people that are 
uh, experts that are in this league and a lot of people are joining in and saying, hey, you can pick, whatever. So if you're on Twitter and you like to geek out on that kind of stuff with us, join the party, pal. Um, so one of the reasons why we're doing this charity is because of uh, Stag Party. Who's the fella? Uh, Hill? Uh, Matthew Hill from Fantasy Team Advice. Uh, I guess... He's trying to raise, win the league, and hopefully raise some funds. Fantasy Pros is, do- is donating $1,000 for first prize and $500 uh, for second fri- prize is coming from Data Force FF. So he's trying to win the league and raise some money for the Cystic Fibrosi- Fibrosis Foundation. And uh, good luck to him, but we're yeah, still, still going to try and win. Sorry. Yeah. Still going to try and beat you in fantasy, but uh, with a heavy heart, we're thinking about you, and hopefully uh, this works out for you, buddy. Uh, one of else I hope works out for me is the coldness of this Valverde. I was born to love. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you, but you were born to rub me first. So good, <laughs> so good. I gotta do it again, Valverde. <laughs> Okay, good stuff. Well, let's do uh, our next segment. We are going to be um, discussing um, dynasty leagues, uh, keeper leagues, and auction leagues. We're going to be going... Uh, in the league zone, a lot of people uh, like the way when we're talking about keepers and dynasty leagues, uh, as you guys know, on our panel here, the real expert and with the most experience is a Houdini. We did a show last um, July and actually had, uh, I was listening to it a bit last night, actually Charlie Don't Surf on it. Remember, I think that was the last time we had Charlie in over here and uh, he was being hilarious and dropping some knowledge for us, another seasoned vet in that. So, uh, Houdini, I don't know how you want to, which one you want to talk about first out of the three that we're going to go into, and let's just have a free-form talk and, and give some guys, that players, that people can help, and some insight and approaches and strategies that you guys uh, like to use when you're doing this league format. Sure. Well, I think uh, we've been getting a bunch of questions on Facebook and, uh, and on Twitter, people asking us questions about Dynasty Leagues and, in particular, Auction Leagues, and where... This is where you have a set budget. Usually it's a $200 budget, and you have your roster of 16 or 18 players, depending on however your league is set up, and you have $200 to spend on filling all of those roster spots. Every roster spot has to be at least occupied by a player at a $1 salary. So you can't spend all your money on 15 guys and go, oh, I'm going to go with a short bench. You actually have to fill all of your spots. So there becomes a delicate balance of... When you are wanting to get the top players that are out there in the game, and you're going to have to spend, you know, an Adrian Peterson, who's like a number one pick, or an Andrew Luck, for that matter, these are going to be players that, of your $200 salary, they are going to take up at least 25%, probably more. They're probably going to easily be $50 players, if not 60 70 sometimes $80 players. So then the trick of of Dynasty is figuring out how do you balance which players that you're going to spend that big money on. And after you do, how do you find value to fill out those other positions with players at a lower salary that have the opportunity to explode and become well uh, overperform their, uh, you know, get a great return on investment as it were. 
Now, one of the biggest uh, dilemmas when you go into a draft like that is that you will spend a lot of money on certain players, or certain some people will. You know, and some people won't. Some people will be conservative and say, all right, I'm just going to get $20 players, $30 players, $15 players, and, and fill out the roster with those, the mediocre players, that, which is fine. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. But if you do go grab an AP for 70 bucks, if you do go grab your uh, Andrew Luck or something for 65 70 80 bucks or something like that, who are those guys you are going to grab for a buck? For two bucks, for three bucks. And that is the biggest dilemma right here. When do you spend the when do you throw out guys like that? Is it early in the draft? Is it late in the draft? Do you well, let, wait? Let me, let and me let explain them come? where you're going with that yeah. because it's not a standard snake draft. So and it's there, this is where it's like you never know what player is going to get nominated at what time. It's nominations. So you're in a 12 person league. You start around the table. So D Rex, you're first. You get to choose what player would you like to open up the bidding on. Jerry so Rice. the smart Jerry group, Rice. Jerry Rice for a dollar. Jason uh, Elam. You always bring Jason up players Elam. that you. Elam. Uh, you usually want to bring up players that you are not interested in. You want to bring up players that you hope will get bid high dollar amounts on that you don't want on your team, so that you can have other player, other teams that are that are stacking their lineups. So it's it's interesting where where Dog is going with this with this point is because you really want to kind of if you can hide guys, you really want to hide them until the end where everybody's already spent all their money and and other players, other teams are also in the same position or you don't, you know you maybe want to bid. You know, you got to check what people's max bids are too. So someone has a three dollar max bid, you don't want to bid two and let him bid three. You just bid the three and then he's out. Yes. So it's it's strategizing when to bring them up and and uh, and delicately how much you bid on them. And then auction, there's you know different strategies whether it's middling players or getting a bunch of you know the high target guys and filling out with the you know one dollar guys. So what's your guys' kind of preference on that? Uh, do you usually spend big on a couple players and then fill out with a couple medium and then, you know, the very low end? Or are you all high end and then dollar bids? Or what's your kind you of... Mind if I throw to... something in here real quick? I, it, with what you're saying... Is that weed in it? Uh, saying it? Is that weed in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all right. So uh, this is like, I think one of the guys that we've been talking about recently, Charles Johnson, I think he's a perfect middling guy to throw out almost immediately. Because I think you can get him for relatively cheap quickly. You will. I think I think that you can. There's going to be some big name guys that are thrown out immediately. If it comes to your turn, your sixth, seventh, you throw out a Charles Johnson. He's not going to go for fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars, something like that. You're going to get him for like four, five, six dollars because nobody's going to be willing to outbid what you're talking about at that point. The key though is you do that. After someone just went for seventy five dollars exactly. or something like that, you because because then it just becomes everyone's off of the value. Then everyone's like kind of recalibrating, and then you just brought up a player that there are still you know. And again, I want to point out here this part of this conversation is talking about a league that is not going in that is like the, in the in the formation part. Okay, this is we're not talking yeah. about. Where because everything changes and we'll get into that as when you get to league two, year two, year two, year, year three ten. because now the amount of players that no no one has two hundred dollars to spend uh, it's how you manage your roster after that point in time so that's why you know when you're saying how do I want to build mine from the beginning Charles Johnson is a great guy that you can be that that cheaper guy he'll probably 
you could probably snag it at that point anywhere from like seven dollars to like fifteen dollars. Yeah, probably. exactly. And that's a, that's a good. Which sign. is too bad, by the way, Charles. We love you. We think you're worth a hundred. Go so, on. Well, well he'll be worth he'll be worth fifty. He will be. The next Personally, year, he will be. if I'm one of the first couple people up, the per- first person I'm throwing out, because I'm throwing out somebody I don't want, who I know the bidding is going to go crazy on. So I would throw out ODB immediately, and let somebody blow their wad for ODB. Exactly, I like that. I mean, because great call. I mean, in terms of recency bias, hype, you know, there's no one who has more than ODB. So I will let somebody. You know, I might start it off with like a thirty-five dollar bid, and if in in the scheme of two hundred, just so, so it's not thirty-five percent of my budget. We're talking in the scheme of two hundred. I would throw out like a thirty-five dollar bid on ODB. If I steal him for thirty five, okay. But I think some his he's it's gonna skyrocket. He could be like a seventy five dollar guy just because of recency bias, camp hype, Madden, you know everything. Just Mark. all these fantasy footballers, the guys who he won championships for, they are going to bid like for that guy through the roof. Agreed. Can I ask you a question? When when you're going and preparing for who the guys you're gonna throw out. Are you preparing that? Are you saying, hey, my first round, here's five names that I'm thinking and depends reactionary on what just happened. Here's the first guy. And you, do you, are you, have you gone through a dress rehearsal? It's, and, you know, and I, I'm glad you brought this up. Set that up. It's a great point. Great point. Because the way you prepare for an auction draft is completely different than the way you prepare for a snake draft. In a snake draft, you definitely want to be using your tiers. All right. Your tiers are still going to be an advantage to you when you're in this type of a format. But if you're going into the formation year, what you want to do is you want to look at all the key positions and you want to basically target. You want to target guys. So you want to say, all right, I want to have, I need to have one of these guys as my wide receiver one. Maybe it's five, five or six guys that you have there. And so then, then you just start tracking. You say, okay, this is my bubble here. Uh, wide receiver two. It's, I want one of these five or six guys. So then all the other guys, you can just let them go. and Don't get caught in the emotion. You've already kind of identified the team that you want to build. And then it's a matter of can you build it for the price that you want. And that's what I'm saying. You, when you put, put that bubble around those five guys, six guys or whatever, you can even put a price tag right on there. Like That's how high I'm willing to go on this. And, and if that, that guy bubble. goes for more, you wait till the next one in that bubble. Right, but you should always be tracking the price on all those guys in your bubble because you want to see what's, you know, then you'll also know, am I getting a deal for the guys that I have in this? Exactly. This guy went for 65. He went for 63. Ooh, I got mine for 51. I just scored. That extra $12 is now going to allow me to apply that to this other position, and now I can have the ability to to overspend here if I need to. And you can get two wide receiver twos maybe rather than a wide receiver two and a wide receiver three uh, and different things like that. So I, I'm starting to get more on board with auction leagues and you know the little intricacies of how they work because they allow me to build a roster that I'm completely happy with rather than having to wait 23 picks until I can maybe maybe exactly. make another yeah. one again. So I might be able to get you know teams that I can't get in a normal you know snake draft just because of positioning and making other people spend their money. It's weird. Like I, I think D-Rex was. Probably the most against these auction leagues from the beginning. I, th- I think that you're not. I don't know. It's just it's completely unfamiliar with them. Probably, I think it was probably in our main league. Probably used this more, but I don't know. Maybe maybe you're I was. just completely. You were completely unfamiliar. Yeah. With, I, I see a wet spot. 
right there under you. I got got flask on. Yeah, I mean, I I, I could tell you're actually kind of getting into this a little bit. Oh, you know, in our oldest league, and it looks like the hardest person I thought I'd be to convince, Stas, I put out that that fab thing, and he he said he was down with it. So I could see see that happening. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's 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 strange when you throw real dollars in there instead of just picking and there's a big pot at the end. When you throw actual dollars in there, it makes it just a tiny bit more interesting. It takes it takes a little. You put a little more seriousness into every single pick and every single thing sure. that you're doing. Here's the thing, though, too. When I'm saying like you're you're picking out like these bubbles of players, you probably want to have more than five because there's going to be you know points in times where. You think you're going to get a steal on a guy like Charles Johnson. But all it takes is to have you thinking that I think the same thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get into a bidding war against it. And then it just didn't, then, then where you're thinking you're going to get him at 12 to 14 or 50, now you're already pushed up into the 18 to $20 range. And then you're getting a fair market value to say, that's not as good as I would have had if I could have got him for a bell birthday. Man in the boat overboard. Oh, you beast. You savage. Come on, bark like a dog for me. Bark like a dog. I will teach you the meaning of word respect. Houdini's <laughs> drinking out a little, little shot glass Wait, over there. Um, he's drinking those imper- Imperials. That's right. Okay. Remember so, that doubles, double uh, IPA that you drank that one night when we were betting? Yeah. Uh, these are stronger than that. <laughs> This is 90 IBUs. That was that we soiled the couch, I think. That was that everything got over the place. This is a Founders Founders Imperial Stout, 90 IBUs, 10.5% alcohol. Mm. Nice. I am drinking today Revolution Brewery here from Chicago. Uh, Good, good times. They're doing a canned beer. I don't know whether it's, I think it's going to be a regular mainstay, but it's it's a Fist City. Uh, really, really good time. It's a Chicago Pale Ale, and it's made with uh, Cascade hops. It's made with Citra hops. It's made with Centennial hops, and it's made with Crystal hops. Uh, it's a really good time. It's refreshing. Love it. Love what uh, Revolution Brewery's been doing. Before we let you go, Stags, how about you talk about that intro of the music? And uh, if anybody doesn't know what those sound bites are, give them a clue on that as so well. So we we're not officially calling this the Caddyshack. Sound bites. This is the from Caddyshack. This is Carl Spackler and Ty Webb. So you just have the Spackler Webb show going on. Exactly. And what uh, a show it is. We, we, we came at you with NWA. I, I, I don't know if everyone's heard. There's the reunion tour that's coming around for them. Uh, they are also have a movie coming out straight out of Compton about depicting uh, the NWA's comeuppance. So we opened with Straight Out of Compton. And uh, we're going to close with another. Uh, awesome track, Gangsta Gangsta. Was oh. was that their trailer? Like how the NWA got their comeuppance? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comeuppance was the big keyword in that one. They're like, how NWA got their comeuppance? We want the comeuppance in there. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I, I, it's I got, probably the whitest you know word ever made. <laughs> you know Thank God. I, 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 open I, your dictionary. I, I, enough, I, enough of you guys. <laughs> I told you, today is the day we, we change the holes. To do it now, there's no more slacking off. I'll strike you off, you fuzzy little foreigner. I'll fill your bagpipes with Latina. <laughs> Keep on chatting. What do you Come got for a stag party? So All right, so there's this really, you know, intricate 
business principle. It's called escalation to commitment. Uh, do you guys familiar with this, or do you guys you know have any frame of reference with us? I've heard of escalation up the stairs to Macy's, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, does it have anything to do with comeuppance? <laughs> it has nothing to do with comeuppance. Escalation to commitment is a business principle that says you have so much invested in something that you will continue to bid on something even past its value yeah, and it work. happens. Yeah. Yes. So you got to be aware in auction drafts not to fall into uh, too far into escalation and into commitment. One of the best, you know, things I've ever done on learning escalation to commitment. Uh, there's a $2 bill on the table and the four of us are bidding for it. Basically, you can go up by quarter bids. So, you know, somebody starts off with 25 cents. The catch here is you either finish first or second in the bidding process, right? The person who finishes first in the bidding process gets the $2 bill. The person who finishes second also pays out for the $2 bill what they their bid is. So you have to be ready to walk away and also lose some money. And so... You know, basically, I would say two. You'd say fifty cents. You'd say seventy-five. D-Rex would say a uh, dollar. Then it would go around again. So I'm now at two dollars at the value of the bill. I can own it for two dollars, but then you know, a dog who bet or bid a dollar seventy-five would also owe a dollar seventy-five. So we're already, as a group, more invested than we should be um, in terms of one player. And so, but the thing is now, dog. Since he knows he's already going to lose out on one seventy-five, he bets or he bids two twenty-five, exceeds the value because he doesn't want to lose. He wants me to lose. And it all over this quarter, we did this in business class. I won for twenty-seven dollars. So you had to have it. Well, because it was, I was not losing. You were not going to lose it, and and I was not going to lose and end up with nothing. Here's, here's, I have carried around that two-dollar bill. To this day. So you spent $27 on a $2 bill. And the teacher and keeps the money. And the teacher kept both sides' money. Jesus. But gave you the $2 bill. Yes. Okay. All right, well, in an auction league, if you lose, you don't have to pay out the, the, the bid that you lost. But just saying, it's a crazy, True, crazy... But that, no, but let, let me... Let me, let me, let me but it's just a basic me, business principle. I have a correlation that, for you. I have a correlation to it. The correlation you have to, to know it is when this. Get is there are, no, there's also a point in time that you get the people who wait. Okay, and everyone's waiting and waiting and waiting, but they're all waiting for the same player. So, what happens when all the other bids are going off? And now it's like you're figuring that okay, I'm going to get this guy. It's going to be at a good value because there's a point in time where all the prices, everyone spent their their big dollars early. But if you're in a 12 team auction, I'll guarantee you there's two or three teams that have held back some money and they got to have at least the ability to spend eighty dollars on a player. And there's the player at the end, and now there are not the plethora of other players uh, that are available afterwards. So now you're in a bidding war because you got to get this guy. Because after him, he's the last one, and then there's a serious drop-off. Because it's not like in a regular draft. It's about who gets nominated. And there's always the one where you'll get the people who overspent their money early betting on emotion, and they're going to go... And then you announce this player, and they go, Oh, I forgot that guy was still out there. And he goes for $20 less than the guy that went early. Yeah. So there's different philosophies, too. Let me just say this, and then I'll let you guys jump on it. Early on, I feel a lot of times, if you bid early, first three to four players in, in, a, in, on a, in the auction, 
you can get some steals because people are not sure where the market is setting at. Yeah. But once it sets, then you I like to stay silent. I like to try to get one or two, sneak one in there in the first five players and sneak two guys that I know I'm getting at a, at a fair market. Now we know how to make Houdini be quiet. And then you wait and you let a lot of the big money all get shut out. And again, you're having your, your guys that you're highlighting, but now you're stacking all your money for later where now guys' max bids are dropping and they have other other concerns that they have to worry about. Would you about. suggest uh, uh, like maybe two, maybe even three different highlighter colors? A green and a yellow and maybe a, maybe a red and... Obviously, there's going to be guys that you just don't want at all. Just leave them as nothing. But a green and a yellow, guys that you really want, guys that you kind of want. Maybe red is Red's your lead red, for no, end or red, red is your draft list. Red is your nomination list. These are the players that you are going to nominate, that you are just going to continually nominate because you don't want any of them. Okay. You don't want to ever be at a point where you're searching for players to nominate, and you kind of want to have those use your tiers to put the guys in the order of how much money you think they're going to go for. Because the problem then gets, there then becomes a point, especially when you're toward the end, that you're going to need to leave your, your nomination list and you're going to need to move into your list. Because God forbid that you bid a dollar on someone and everyone just goes crickets on you. And then you're stuck with the son of a bitch. And that happens to people. So, you know, or people are, I'm thinking that you're really in love with this guy. I, I'm bidding you up, I'm bidding D Rex up on Brandon Cooks. And then we're at, I, go, I go, I go 53, and you're just like, you know what? I love him, but I just can't do it. And then I'm like, I figured you'd go to 60, and now yeah. I'm stuck with him, and it's 53 dollars, and I, I wasn't so wanting fun. to spend. How can we make this, Escalation make this moment happen? Escalation you know what? Just to see the look in your, it's like that's what it happens though. We should maybe. Well, so that's why I will tell you this too. Auction leagues are the most fun when you are doing them live. It's you know they have all the sites where you can do them and it has like you know so going going gone auction but in to two, get those two reactions hours, three hours. and then you hire someone to be your you auctioneer. You can hire it's someone to easy. do the barking for you so that you can run your team and not have to worry about doing the. Here you hire Gary to do our barking. Uh, Charlie yeah. Don't Surf usually does the uh, MCing for it. Uh, he did back in the day. No, he hires my buddy Josh Siegel. Does it? Oh, did he? he does. Oh, nice. We should maybe do because he brings a microphone and an amplifier and uh, and, a, and a gavel. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like oh, a pretty wow. fun time, actually. We're supposed to we're supposed to meet with him as well. Uh, we should do that. Um, so there's right. a question on Twitter. Moving on from auctions for a little bit, we have some auction slash keeper questions that we'll get to a bit later when we get to keepers. Uh, Can I ask one question before you go on this? Sure. Um, uh, I'll do. I, sh I should have written it on Facebook. Sorry. Um, can, are you able to like crack out and spend your two hundred and then borrow money from someone else in the draft and no. be like, I got, I no got question. you next time, man. I just really need it. I really need this guy. And it's actually fake like, money. It's not. You don't have money that you're. Giving money. Well, money. Funny, you know, if that was the lead you, fee, again, that could be pretty sweet. You have two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars in singles. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how things. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. You have, you, you, have, you have two hundred dollars in, um, in, in, in to fill all your roster spots. If you spend all of it, you, you know you can't. Again, you can't leave three roster spots not filled and, and spend your two hundred. You have to have at least a dollar for every roster spot. But there are leagues. Then how do you get free agents? And they have what's called a, a FAB, a free agent acquisition budget. And let's say that you're given $50 for your FAB. You have $50 on the year to bid on you can free put agents. It, you can put it in the people. In the, in people the, in make the trades. People make trades. They'll say, okay, I'm going to trade you this and this. 
and I'll trade you $20 of my fab. So then you're transferring that $20 of fab over to that guy. So that's For the auction? No, no, it's after the auction. Yeah, the auction is set. Period. So that would be sweet. Or sometimes people even do it where they'll be like, "Like, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you twenty bucks if you give me, you know, ten dollars of your fab. I really need it for this pick." You're going fine. So we have it because that's our thing with Charlie. You can you, beer is an acceptable uh, a trade, so you can trade beer for fab, uh, or you can actually, you know, and those type really? of negotiations can be made. That's sure. fun. Talking about dog was talking about when money's in the pot at the end of the of the rainbow or whatever. I like when pots in the pot. <laughs> yeah, hey, everyone likes that. So, but the other thing that you should always do, you'll have your two hundred dollar, um, and I'll let you get to the, to the question stags. You'll have your two hundred dollar salary cap. You, the problem is, is, everybody basically will spend. And you should. You should spend all your money. You know, you want to fill out your roster. Don't have a hard salary cap of two hundred. Because then the only way that I can trade with you or you can trade with me or you can trade with anyone is if you match up dollar for dollar. Yeah. And it's then impossible. You have to, and then you have to send expensive guys when you don't want right. to. So it's like here's the what NBA you do. trading. It's, Once it's you complete your, your auction and, and rosters are now set and you're moving into uh, in-season, you then add an in-season salary cap. of We do an extra 20 bucks. So now your salary cap moves up from 200 to 220 so now you have incentive. It gives you free play to say, okay, you know, there, there's going to be because there's going to be t- teams that are going to say, I can't take on that guy's salary. Well, now I can as I have the extra twenty dollars. Can I? Before we get into that one question, also, it'd be awesome to talk about these. But still, because we're in auction at the moment, we've kind of been talking about is if you just started a league. Yeah. Okay. So you're new. It's year one. You just got a group of guys that say, hey, we're doing an auction. That's going to be like nothing else because you've got the whole gamut and there's going to be a lot of money going around and a lot of players. So when there's a league that's already been in place for four years, is there any advice or any sort of like approaches or strategies you like to use um, for that, uh, for the new guys, whether it's a rookie draft or, or a free agent? Absolutely. Well, it always depends on the rules. You know, that's the most important thing. Not as important as... You know who that guy was, Danny? No. Take one good guess. Bob Hope. <laughs> no, no. No, that guy was Mitch Comstein, my roommate. He's a good guy. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta have one of our mock draft. That's gonna be one. Oh, of that's our, our name. One of the one Mitch Comstein or a team name. The Mitch Comstein. The Mitch Comsteins. Good, good, so, good guy. Good guy. Uh, <laughs> We're good guys. <laughs> Totally. The thing is, so how does your league do it? Like some some leagues have where you have uh, contracts attached to it. Like you know, you'll have you'll go they'll advance. You can keep a guy for three years. He'll be an A, then he's a B, then he's a C. And usually the salaries are going to increase each each year. How much they increase depends. I have one league that every player goes up fifteen percent. The top fifty players um, go up twenty five percent. Uh, there's another league where it's all dependent on how much the salary was. So if uh, it goes up $1 for every $10, how much the actual salary jumps up. So it, it, depending on those rules, the, usually the key is this. When you're moving in from year to year, it's very difficult. You want to find the gems that you can keep that don't cost more than $45, $40. You want to find the gems that you can keep that are on your team for 22 so you want to try to build and find those guys each year you're looking for those guys a year ahead of time than when they come up. 
Okay, let's get let's let, cool. And we'll, we'll was I talking with my hands a lot? No, no. to be no. He's, 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 I tried to show that I wasn't cracking my knuckles. And my he's, elbow cracked. <laughs> just, just for the listeners, when you hear these little tinkers, it's dog is a perpetual cracker. His neck. I think he can spin the thing. Andy's a cracker. Oh oh my God. God. That was his neck crack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it's to say, stop. Don't use okay, this opportunity. Okay, okay. I was going to say something, but I never found a gem at a strip club for $18. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, so on on Twitter, we had a question from uh, Joe Wiersma, uh, a, at Raul Duke 07 So, new league... 45-man dynasty roster. Draft for every position. How early is too early to go for defense? And he said points are pretty even across the positions. So my basic thing with that is I always draft the full offense first. This is is auction, though, or this is... Just a new 45-man dynasty league. With every position. So but I, think I, we're I, done, I think we're done with auction. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm wondering if this... So, but if, 45 if, man isn't... 45 rounds, I'm guessing, then. So 45 is, rounds or 45 teams? Well, the league's just started, right? Uh, it's 45, 45, 45 rounds. That was, that was not okay, 45 filled rounds. up. So, so we'll assume it's a 10-team league so, with 45 rounds. And, and if they're we'll, talking 45 rounds, they're talking about individual defensive positions. Yes, yeah, I And offense. Well, they're, they're talking every position, so I'm assuming that they're drafting then... If you're going for 45, I don't know how you quantify points for offensive linemen, but are they drafting offensive linemen? I have no idea. I didn't, <laughs> you know? I didn't ask so, a million questions. So, But no. assuming this then, it's calling it 45 rounds, which means that it's not an auction format. So, it's well, a snake-type no. draft. Let's just, so what round do you draft defense? You know, here's the thing. I do IDP leagues. The, the, the simple fact is there's basically... If you want to have the one reach guy that that's out there in IDP right now, it's basically Luke Keekley. It's not it's not JJ Watt. I mean, JJ Watt scores a ton of points, but they just they, he doesn't. Defensive linemen do not score the type of points that linebackers it's score. It's 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 a point per tackle, half a point per assisted tackle. Pass defenses are worth points. Force fumbles, all these things. So Watt will score more at his position than than most will. But he doesn't score as many points as it's the It's similar to drafting, drafting a tight end when you think of a J.J. Watt. Exactly. In comparison to drafting a D-line. Mm-hmm. Even with all those touchdowns that he's had the last couple Those years, don't count. Oh, uh, God. I, I don't know. It, it, That's it, lame. Yeah. So for me is this. I, I, I the don't, defensive ones do. The offensive ones don't. Excuse me. Yeah, we, we talk about in regular format drafts when you see a run on a position, right? I'm not, I, don't, I don't mind. In defense, there's... It's, it's sometimes there's, there's a few standout guys, but then there's always going to be rookies. There's going to be different players that are going to be standouts that you don't know about. And there's different reasons why they can be standouts that you don't know about. Defensive corners. Especially rookies who are not good. Defensive corners who are not good are good fantasy players because they get picked on. You, don't, you know, Daryl Rivas, he, he was great his first two years and everyone was trying to throw against him. Then after he stopped everybody, he became a horrible fantasy player because Champ Bailey was the same way. Nobody threw his way. So you don't get tackles, you don't get interceptions, you don't right. get can't any- tackle people when there's no ball in play. Absolutely yeah, right. But I always fill out my entire offensive roster before drafting. Absolutely, one I would say players. 25 is at, at the very minimal. I think if you're talking 45 rounds, 25 at the very minimal, and then go Ooh. from there. Ooh, see, I don't know about that because again, it's it's if you. Have that different thing. If you want to grab Keekly, the question to me is, 
as long as my roster is filled out strong enough and I see that there's value other, other one, other, elsewhere that I'm going to be able to get, if I don't, then I'm going to wait and I'm just going to say, I'm going to let the first few guys go off the board. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rush to it. I'm going to continue to fill out the best offensive lineup that I have. But then you're going to need to start dressing it at some point in time. But again, as I'm saying, there are so many guys that are undervalued, especially at defensive back and even at linebacker. And if you're rolling late and you have 45 rounds, look for the guys uh, with with injury ahead of them potential. You know, guys that are older that are going to get hurt that can vault into a bigger role. 25 might be a little bit too much. 20, fine. But I'm telling you right now, the turnover on defense is so. I mean, it's it's so much. It's unbelievable. You can you can't just depend on the same guy year after year after year after year. There's so few players that you actually can depend on that you really have to do research on defense to find the gems, to find the guys that are actually going to break out on defense. That's why it's something you can wait till till later because nobody does that. Nobody Off- really does that. Yeah, offensive players are so much more predictable. Their roles are sort of carved out and. You know that they're going to be used to attack. You don't know who's going to get attacked most of the time. So offensive players are always so much more predictable. That's why I like to at least fill out a, an entire starting offensive lineup before touching one IDP player. I'd go even farther than the starting offensive lineup. I would go a bunch of backups first. Give me a couple that's more. My, that's my thought on it. Keekly, got it. Give me a couple guys that fall in that Keekly mold from that DB or linebacker. Who are some other awesome guys that... You can, uh, so do Doug, you're like breathing and your trachea is cracked. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I think I just moved my arm and it cracked. There's nothing I can do about that. Get all the cracks out for our kickball tournament on Saturday. Yeah, I'm straight, man. We, we are winning. A one, by the day, way. one day kickball tournament on Saturday starts first thing in the morning. Championship crown later that night. Let's fire that up. Would, would, you, would it freak you out if I've been practicing my motion? I didn't know. I'm, 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 I'm the pitcher. Let's get ready. Yeah, get it's ready. coming, boys. Dogs are, dogs are a beast of burden on that team. Let's I fire mean, it up. One of the like defensive backs who I really like uh, coming into his all you know, as a rookie is Landon Collins. I think he'll be a big... De- I drafted IDP. him in my IDP league. <laughs> I, th- I think he'll be a big defensive maker, potential you know, 100 tackle type of safety. You want the, you want the sure. other standout guy that... that Dominating that position is Harrison Smith. Smith, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, he may not be getting the contract that he wants, but yeah, Collins was awesome when uh, he announced that he was going to LSU. <laughs> That's awesome. Remember him? Uh, he was at that Senior Bowl thing. Yeah. His mom wanted him to go to his mom wanted him to go to LSU, and he ended up going to Alabama. Sorry, and she was all pissed, and that was hilarious. Here, let me give you the let me give you the top five. He's got a chip on his shoulder going first in my IDP league. In my runner. IDP league last year, here's just give you an idea of. Can you predict who the top five? Like, if I had, give me who you think the top five cornerback, defensive backs scoring for uh, for IDP were last year, and this is based on a point per tackle, a half point per assisted tackle. It's, just, it's basically a standard type of defensive one. Just tell us. Morgan Burnett was number one. Yeah, DB. Yeah. So I'm talking about, I just thought these are all DBs. Charles Woodson was number two. Wow. Oh shit. Nope. James Ikedigbo. Nope, don't need it. Ahead of Bo. Come on. Ahead of Bo. Ahead of Bo. Leonis McKelvin, four, and Harrison Smith was five. Oh. And then Barry Church was six. Well, I had Harrison Smith and Barry Church on my team last year. What a bad players on bad defenses. Exactly. (laughs) Picked on, yeah, exactly. Picked on... Picked on defenses, picked on players. So you're, That's you're, just the way it is. Your linebackers, though, so you got your Luke Keekley, you got uh, 
you know, uh, DeAndre Levy, uh, Paul Pelusny, uh, sure. Navarro Bowman. You know, these these are the type of guys that yeah. you're that you're looking at here. So, uh, defensive linemen are worthless. Just but so Navarro you know. Bowman, that would have been two years ago, right? Not, right. Yeah, but I mean, that's the type of guy gotcha, that can gotcha. put up those type of stats. Yeah. So, and, and and anybody who doesn't know, the defensive linemen are pretty much worthless. Well, JJ Watt is, is the is the exception. Yeah. So this yes, league, but no. He scored. He scored almost double the amount of. Yeah, but when's guy. it going to stop? Well, no, no. But I'm just saying. That's the thing. You overdraft him, and all of a sudden you. I, I agree. I agree. Screwed. But I'm just saying, he's the one guy at the position because he is JJ ridiculous. That's fine, but that, it's going to stop. I. I he's I'm, not going to do that for every year of his career. I'm not saying he's going to do it for every year oh of his career. God. Oh my God! <laughs> Even if he falls down from this dog. He's still going to score 30 points more, more than the guy who's second at the position. Yeah. So you're talking about giving yourself an additional two points per week. I'm True. Just saying. I'll give you that. I'll give one you that. One thing I'll say is every once in a while I like to putz around on uh, Tinder. It's fun. It's a little hobby when I'm on the crapper. Doug, is this is episode 22? We were going to name it what? The num- number, the double deucer. What were we going to name this? One? I don't know. What, what would you say? Timber? Is that Tinder. a tea site? A tree site? Tinder. Tinder. We were double you're, on, Tinder. you're on Grinder. I'm on Tinder. We were double <laughs> deucer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, grind my own coffee. What's up? Airplanes. But what I was going to say is there's so many women on there like, I don't like jocks. I like tattoo guys. I'm a biker girl guy. And there are so many girls on there like, I don't like jocks. Literally, I've seen it like three times. Unless you're J.J. Watt. The old, the old chubbards totally rub, really? rub one out to J.J. Watt all the time. <laughs> So you guys ready to talk? When, when D-Rex is on those sites, he's, he's, he's giving uh, all the girls his expertise. Uh, I'm an assistant greenskeeper. They say that doesn't mean anything, you know, until I'm the head greenskeeper. Uh, can you give me a ruling on this? Uh, oh, sit down. Come on. Make no, I don't, I don't want to stick to anything here. Uh, well, here, take this thing off. Don't go to too much trouble. The one thing I will say, guys, is if I miss a few of these shows in the, in the coming months... It's because my Ashley Madison account got yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam in court. I gotta, I gotta get pulled to the stand. Oh my! And look at the guy, the the wife of the guy, uh, right in the eye. Like, it was uh, someone logged in with my Facebook. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> it was Adam. The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote, "A flute with no holes is not a flute." And a donut with no hole. It's a Danish. <laughs> so let's, let's move way, on a little uh, bit. Don't look for character witnesses in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's Fair move enough. on to Cheers. the keeper Done. type of leagues. We'll okay. uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of keeper leagues. Uh, personally, my preference for keeper leagues is you keep the player uh, at the round you drafted them last year or plus two. Uh, that's kind of how I like to play it. Uh, I, I think it's the most fair. It rewards people for making good plus late two is round more picks. fair because mm-hmm. you want to always the, the key with any keeper or dice. Some points got to be available. You have to advance these players. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you keep them the same. If you can only keep them for a year, you, you can keep okay, them. Okay, okay. But if you can keep them long term, year after year, say you drafted Jeremy Hill in the 14th round and you're now keeping them for a 12th round pick, you're going to do that all day. Although a lot of a lot of leagues will have that two round rule with a minimum tenth round pick. 
So that that'll be a caveat for some leagues too. That, so like if you have a, like a Jeremy Hill that you got in fourteen, and you got some other steal that you, Odell Beckham that you grabbed in in sixteen, or right or whatever. Yeah. So that will still cost you a ten and a nine. Yeah. Or it uh, goes down to, uh, two rounds every year for three straight years. That's well, well, right, fourteen to twelve to ten to eight. Right. And well, then, no, that's well, that's most of leagues, right? Mostly, that's well, most actually, most things usually. Well, I've seen both, but it, for the most part, because people don't like. Teams to have that advantage of the guy and, and a 14th round, for the next and then a 12th years. round, and then a 10th round. That's why nice. they usually put the 10 round cap in there. So then it's advancing too. So that within three years, you're Down okay. Now fourth. you're into a top five, uh, fifth, yeah. five, one through fourth round pick or whatever. Yeah. See, every keeper league is so different. Everybody does it so different. Right. That's some people, theory. some people keep three with no strings attached. Some people keep two with no strings, and then start their draft. Uh, some people, you know, you have to pay the round you picked them up in. You have to pay the round plus five. You have to pay the round cut in half. You know, everyone's so different that when you're asking us keeper questions, you kind of got to tell us pe- penalties and stuff like that. So the more specific you can be about keeper questions, the better. Uh, because if you're saying, hey, I can keep, uh, you know, Calvin Johnson or ODB, you know, that answer changes whether it's round. no penalty right. or a 10-round penalty. And it changes dramatically. Dramatically. Period. I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. By the way, D-Rex, I would lie for you on the stand, buddy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, thanks. All right. I tried okay. to, be, I tried to gonna, get on I'm jury duty. So I got bad I money. <laughs> bad money for total lies. <laughs> Make sure you put your right hand on the Bible. Unlike our senator, uh, what's that putz his name? Uh, Ru- uh, Bogoyevich? Ruin, Ruin, Rower. He put his left, he put his wrong hand when he was swearing in. Oh, Jesus really? Christ, sneaky well, little Let's just say this though, <laughs> If you're ever going to try to, you know, have me sneak in to be on your jury, I learned today that I, 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 I'm not very good. I got excused from, uh, uh, they questioned me and they excused me from the jury today. You did yeah. the, when they interview me, I make myself, I do my best Columbo impersonation. You're like, do a little bit of a wink, to, uh, a little twitchy left eye, you're kind of like <laughs> sideways, you're like, yeah, and they're like, they want nothing to do with it, like, next, let's get oh, wait, the guy. The, the judge, the no, judge no, was my, on people's My answer today. to every question is, vodka. You would have you would have drawn the ire of the of, of the judge that I had today. <laughs> he, he was sitting there like to the guys that were in the back that like was they had like the additional people who were called up and everyone else were just sitting there waiting in the reserve bin you know in the, in the back, and he's going through the instructions of the court. And he goes, "Sir, sir, you in the back with the plaid shirt, uh, can you please sit up?" Can you please? That uh, was you? No. The, the, oh, say, it would have been dog. Yeah, it been, vodka. Uh, vodka. Vodka. You with Thank your you. head resting on the on the back wall. Can you please sit up forward and keep your eyes open? Thank you. <laughs> nice. Wow. We're glad you're not we're there. We're very, very happy that you got yeah. out of that one. We're glad you're not there. Go on. What you got? So one of the Facebook questions we got today was from uh, Chris Resendez. Uh, I'm in a PPR leg where you keep three no strings attached, which okay. is one of those type things we talked no bet, budget, you know, or draft pick or any penalty at all. So I can keep three of these and trade one for an additional pick. Julio, Jordy, Foster, and CJ Anderson. He says he's definitely keeping Julio and CJ. What are our thoughts? Can you repeat that question, please? Yeah. Can P- I get a lifeline? <laughs> it's, it's, it's three pick you can keep it's PPR no strings attached. Julio, Jordy, Foster, CJ Anderson. Keep three, possibly trade the other one for a pick. I mean, I'm definitely keeping Julio. I almost think that you definitely keep Jordy. 
I mean, you walk in with Julio, Jordy, and then you keep... I, I think Foster's the one you trade. Yeah, and yeah. you keep the other three. It, it, it's simply because, I mean, it, this is a keeper league, you said? You can keep... You can just, it's three you players. You can keep one straight up. I don't know yeah, but it, it, no obviously strings. it's a keeper league. Yeah. No um, three, three player keeper, yeah. Foster's the one you got to go with. Uh, just for the long-term viability? Exactly. And I think you could probably get a premium on him right now. Um, he had a really good year last year. I think he ended up fourth in fantasy points, even though he played 13 games. And he Show has, him he SOS. Has, he has, yeah, he has Show a number SOS. one SOS this year. I think you could probably get a, him for a premium right now, but you, he's not somebody you're going to want to keep for in the future. Oh, God. Wow, that's but a tough one. It's a risk on CJ. This is all about this. High reward on CJ. If it's this season... It's all about this season. This is what these are. These are all about this season. Because oh, it's all about Next year... He'll, whoever's on his team, he'll have three players again that he can choose from. I think I, think I agree. I think you got to get rid of Arian. I think the number with that uh, weekly, jo- uh, Jordy Nelson beat everyone with top 12 finishes last year. It was seven. That's pretty insane. Uh, the hip surgery, I know, scares you a little bit, but he's on the best pass yeah, in the offense. Jordy scares he's the me best. He's the best guy. He's going top. He's, there's not a league I've seen that he hasn't gone, uh, you know. Top two rounds. Top two rounds. These yeah. guys are all top two rounds. Yeah, they, they all are. I would personally take the running backs, go for the gold, go for the gusto this year, and because you know if you, you know potentially have to let Foster go, he's going to be one of the first three picks in the draft. Agreed. Uh, you know what? I think Nelson might be the guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Nelson might be the guy to uh, to get what you can for him because especially since he had such an awesome year last year, get the get that one trader who doesn't quite understand what's going on. A little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, Jordy did have some surgery in this offseason. Um, to be able to co- consistently do what he did, uh, I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't know. Jordy is uh, kind of a wild card right there. I what think, do you got? I think, I, don't, I, I think Arian's the guy you trade. Because that long in the tooth at running back, this, you're, then you're, unless you're banking it all and saying, I'm just playing it all for, for, for this year. The great thing about guys like Julio and Jordy is... I can count another three more, four more years. That's what I, I would want think to have too. those players. Aaron was I, my first I, one. I, I, agree I can that. keep them each year, and I'm just having to rebuild my running back. We already talked about. Look what we're doing. We're waiting in, in, in our in our expert draft, and we're going to be building off the running back off of those second tier positions. But and not talking about how, how upset you are when you only have don't have a stud wide receiver. But what happens when you have two super stud top ten wide receivers on your team? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 good times. It's a tough call anyway. It is. Oh, yeah. Any way you go, you're not wrong. I'll even say maybe you keep Arian because of the strength of schedule, because of what his prowess is, and you're playing just for the one year, and you trade CJ because he's not done it for a full year. Yeah, Where, what have you seen out of him long term? He's done it once. There's still a lot of talent behind him. And he there's still a lot of talent early. around him. Yeah, a lot of talent to there. Steal, screws, steal stuff away. Screws up early. There, there's a, not a wrong way to go. I think, you know... Maybe you're right. Maybe CJ is got. I think I would probably keep CJ just for that ceiling home run upside. Uh, you guys have talked me into the CJ love affair. Um, I tried to reach out to him on Ashley Madison, but I guess he. <laughs> he's, he's, cheating he's, he's, he's cheating on His you. His account was was uh, archived or something. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's there's you could you can't go wrong. But I, I agree with you on the wide receivers because of you can go back to Julio and Jordy next year a lot more than you can. Uh, Foster and CJ. I just say that Carl Spatler thinks that you'll be okay. Here it is. Oh. 
It's no big deal. Oh. Now, you need to have known what the... No, don't tell them. See the movie. See the movie. See the movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert. All right. Now, I, I, I do want to say one thing about this, though. Is that running backs, um, it's rare nowadays for it to be consistent. And wide receivers are consistent. The fact of the matter is, is that you can find a lot of wide receivers. There's a lot more wide receivers to be had from year to year. A lot more guys who are jumping up into the upper echelon than falling off. Uh, running backs, a lot it's more, not easy. A lot more dope guys getting drafted every year where there's like five to seven guys. You know that these, these are going to be wide Aaron receivers Foster in the league for a long time. He's actually been there for a while now. He's been in the upper echelon for a while now. And even though he, ha- he does have an injury past... He does have the injuries coming forward. I guarantee that's going to happen. He's still something that can be kind of counted on a little bit. It's tough to, I mean, if you were to give up one of those wide receivers, you could probably replace it. To, to replace an Arian Foster with what he's been doing, that's not that easy. I understand, but you, you can make a trade and you're going to be able to pick up things. What I'm saying is this. when And you, you can talk about all the addition of all the wide receivers and stuff. Do you see... Where has Jordy and Julio been in the last three years? Have they been toward the top? Yeah. Do you see foreseeable this year, next year, the year after, that they're going to fall very far from that positioning where they are right now? Probably not. On the offenses that they're on? Probably not. Okay, then that's it. That To me, it's about... Because, I, I, again, I can... Those are two. You now have two top ten wide receivers that you're going into every week, and you're still either going to keep. I think the question that you should ask yourself is, I think you keep Arian this year. I think you trade C.J. Anderson. That's me. I know you guys are higher on C.J. Anderson. That I think you figure out You figure out which guy you love on that one, and you trade the other. That's what about this? Can you, can, you, can you make your approach on this? I think you got to keep Julio. Let's say Julio's the one guy that you're guaranteed to say. Can you go out and fi- field the best offers for the trade for the other guys? I'm sure you can. And base it... Base your decision. I, that's not base, a bad call. Base your decision I, I based on that. your best trade yeah, you partner. That's all. Put them all on the trade market and, and find out what your best trade is. Yeah, maybe put Julio's, them all out there. Maybe yep. Julio's on the market too, or you just say all three of these, four of these guys are awesome. So who's the guy yeah, that's going to give you the best in return? Yeah, snatch somebody exactly. up yeah. real quick. And to any of you guys that are out there that only make trades when someone offers you a trade, stop being a dumbass. Yeah, if somebody offers you a trade. And then you're, you're, you're kind of thinking about it. Why don't you just put it on the block out there? Or just send emails to other guys in the league and say, are you interested in this guy? Yeah. You can bump up the value for whatever the fucking thing that the guy's offering you. I'll guarantee you can get more if you just open them to the market. The only, Be ballsy. The only, time, I, offers. The only time I ever get pussy is when I'm sitting at a library or at a bar or eating dinner or on a park bench and the chick just comes up to me and she asks me if, she can have sex with me. That's the only time I ever get late. Yeah, you want to be library, but you want to be back with the sex. When they come to me and they say, all right, we're having sex right now. I don't care what you're reading in the library, but we're going. That's like basically if you're going to sit around and wait for people to make pretty much. Yeah. So we got another question from Mr. Bombastic. Uh, basically, 12-team keeper league, keep to lose the round I drafted them in. Russell Wilson in the 11th. Allen Robinson in the 20th, Devontae Adams in the 20th, John Brown in the 20th. 
How do you have all these guys? These, he probably these, picked them all up off waivers. waivers. Are these? Uh, is this Facebook? This is Twitter right now. Okay. So John yeah. Brown, who are all the twenties? Give me all the twenties. John Brown, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is for sure in the group for me. What no was doubt. the eleven? Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Let it two. go. Let it go. I would let Russell Wilson go as it's well. It's fine. You'll get another quarterback some other time. Don't worry about that. Yeah, draft him in the eighth if you exactly. want. Exactly. So Don't worry about between Devontae, I mean. Are we crazy to say Al Robinson is absolutely in this group? The top of the round 20 guys. It's, it's, well, what I, kind I, of league I, is it? I don't know if it's a PPR league. Yeah, that's, that's the point. But I, but still, I think he's still the class of this core. Here's the thing. Now, I think he's the most potential of the core. Here's what I think is what I look at. most injury prone. This is an interesting point. situation. He doesn't have... He's not talking about keeping the Arian Fosters and, and, and the Jordy Nelsons and the Julio Jones here. We're talking middling guys here, right? So, But with upside. I like the upside of Allen Robinson and Devonta Adams. You're not wasting... You're, you're, you're taking whatever the bottom of the barrel is as far deep as you can keep. And I always like to... If I have value at those picks, I like to keep them because, again, if there are... How many teams? Was it 12 teams? So let's say... Every other team has someone within the first eight rounds that they're getting rid of, and their other two are all within the first, say, 16. You're moving up rounds when they're missing their round of pick. You're, you're picking up and you're adding because you're never going to get to a spot where you've had to, had to lose your round because you're waiting until the last two rounds. And those two picks are value picks for you. I they're not also, outstanding, but they're not yeah, going to be... Agreed. And I, I would also like to know how long they, they, they get to keep these picks. I mean, is this a yearly... I get them at 20, and now I get yeah, them right. at, yeah, this. Well, we're not going to get that information. No, so we're not going to get that information. We said that about a half hour ago, as much information as possible. Yeah. Because that makes a difference for me. Devontae Adams would be my call. If, if it's long term. I'll tell you that right now. Well, this season, even though out. you know that, that Cobb re-signed... And and Jordy's still around. They just gave him him last year. He, so he's going to be the yeah, third fiddle. Absolutely, he, no. He's the. He. I, I honestly believe you're I not think a he's fan of be, No, I love Devontae Adams. He was my guy last really? year. My guy. <laughs> okay, last year. we're not talking about last year. We're talking <laughs> about now. I've been trying to get this guy on all our teams. I know every single one, and you've been no way. We'll I am talking, dude. Guy. This is a different type of league. Where I'm talking long term. If you're talking long term, I want Devontae Adams. Okay. Over a John Brown and over an Allen Robinson. I don't okay. trust either of those two long term. I trust Devontae Adams long term. Okay, okay. I don't what trust about this season? This season, I like either of those two over Devontae Adams. So, John Brown. So, Allen, everybody raise your hand if you want Allen Robinson of the three. Oh, I like John Brown over it. Yeah. So, you want John Brown and Devontae and, Adams? Uh, John Brown, sorry, John Brown PPR. Allen Robinson, one-year standard score. Okay. So I agree. Uh, Allen Robinson is... You're keeping Allen Robinson as one. I think, I, think, I think I'm going... I think I'm going... If if Carson Palmer can be, stay healthy, where John Brown lives with Carson Palmer. They got they live together. I'm they taking, do live together. I'm taking a... Not, not, a, yeah, actual not that kind of live. It's platonic. It's platonic. No, they actually do. I know. But okay. platonic. It's platonic. Okay. They don't sleep in the yeah, same it bed. It is platonic. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> as far as you know, as far as we know, I think I've seen uh, uh, you know, uh, Carson's, Carson's, Carson's <laughs> wife, and she's hot. So he's either an idiot or whatever. Yeah. But I would go with Brown, and yeah, I would. I, I agree. Cool I, I, I would go with Brown and, and Devonte. 
I'd be worried about Robinson, and it does depend a little bit on whether it's standard or PPR, but... <sighs> what do you have Al, Al Robinson ranked? Because I have him at, like, wide receiver 32. The, I'll tell you right now. I have Al Robinson ranked Al Robinson, below. Yeah, 39 is... Uh, is I have 33. 31 right is Right behind Charles Johnson. I have him 31. I have him 41, and you have him 33. So, yes. is anybody else close to that? Are, are they all... Because I think... For Devon- me, Devontae is, but you're right. I have Allen higher. Yeah. That's why I said Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson is Robinson's one of the keeper. one year this year. Yes. The thing with Allen Robinson... Robinson and then who is the second? Any preference... The upside is for who? The safer players for John here's, Brown? Here's what I say. For the season... The season is John Brown, but I still say I like the potential season for Devontae Adams and what he's going to do in this offense. And I like it more long-term because I like having a guy in Aaron Rodgers who's not going anywhere, who throws 40 touchdowns a year, versus a guy in Carson Palmer who we discussed does not throw more than 25 touchdowns a year. And is going places mm. like off-field. Uh, re- re- retired. Right. That's a, a he was <laughs> on pace. You know that, yeah, you know no, that Palmer hurt. was on pace for a lot more than 25 last year. But we knew he was going to get hurt. I did. Anybody? He did get hurt. I did. get I'm not. I'm not high. I was never. Hey, I'm never won, high on the guy. No, you won on that one. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm saying I'm never going to be high on him because it just seems like. And you John guys, Brown from you guys everything I've on how many games he's played, but it seems like he's always injured to me. John, I, I do like John Brown for the future, though. The guy is going to be so, a little bit of. So is it? You, are we? Put raise on, raise your hands or something. Okay, raise your hand and vote for yeah, John Brown. About twenty now. Uh, right now, or raise your hand and vote for Devonte Adams. We're going John Brown first. Raise your hand for John Brown. Over wait. Over Devonte Adams. In what just, now? Just or for this forever? season. This season. <laughs> this season. This season I think John Brown outdoes Devonte Adams. I agree. And they're going to disagree. So we're split. We can't tell you. Pick whoever you like more. There you go. Go with your gut. <laughs> It's tough. I don't. I don't know if I agree. I'm gonna. I want to keep an eye on these guys and see how they're playing catch with each other. It's close for me on that. Uh, right now, I got Devonte higher in my tiers, so I don't want to go against those. I think we need uh, John to clear, Brown, move on. Six picks let's, higher let's, than Let's clear our minds first. So he finished 18. He's gonna stiff me, and I say, Hey, Lama. Hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know? And he says, Oh, uh, this won't be any money. But when you die. On your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. Which is one nice. of my favorite movie lines of all time. Of course. I, I mean, I'm living every day towards what I'm going to have on my deathbed. I've used it on like 30 women, and I've never gone home with a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> How did Goongo Galunga work? That worked once. Okay, good. That worked good, once. Good, good. good. So now we're going to go back to... Uh, I, I, I know what you got in trouble for, though. Sorry. Mm. Let me tell you a little story. I once knew a guy who could have been a great golfer. Could have gone pro. All I needed was a little time to practice. Decided to go to college instead. Went for four years. He did pretty well. At the end of his four years, it was the last semester, he was kicked out. You know what for? It was night putting. Just putting at night. The 15-year-old daughter of the dean. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that sounds we got, familiar. Uh, we got thank you, thank thank you for bringing that back up. I appreciate that, Houdini. <laughs> I thought you had it behind you. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. Thank you, fucker. Anyway. Okay, from Jared in Colorado, we got uh, 
two different questions. Uh, we'll start with the first one, the top one. So my league is an auction draft keeper league. $200 auction budget. $100 fab. Uh, bidding to keep uh, a guy is $5 more than you paid for the player uh, last season. My question is, am I right to keep these players? Demarius Thomas at $58. Jordy Nelson at $36. Arian Foster at $46. Big Ben at 9 Greg Olson at 9 For 158 total. And try for the championship this year and build next year? Or... More or less, can you talk about when is the right time to rebuild in Dynasty slash Keeper Leagues? Here's the, here's the thing. I will tell you that, let's, let's, and I would, let's address it player by player. Because, no, you should not keep all these players. That I think is, it's a little high. Yeah. It's too much money. So, and what's for, the total budget? One, 200. 200. 200. So he has, if one, he kept 200 it, and it's a 158. Yes. With all these guys. All up five. Where they're at, yeah. Ooh. Let's, so, let's, 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 so first... Demarius Thomas is you're gonna drop. What's what's he's at fifty eight dollars. Fifty eight dollars. He's the most expensive. Right, and he would go so up to sixty three. No, no, he's, oh, he's, he's already has a long So fifty eight dollars again. This is now a guy that's, that you're saying Demarius Thomas is worth more than twenty five percent of your salary cap. I don't believe that because I don't agree. With here's that the either. other thing too. Here's why. Here's here's the exact reason why you don't keep a guy like Demarius Thomas at fifty eight dollars. You drop him. If you still love him, you're gonna be bidding on him. When it gets to $58, then you can stop. You know you're You can bid him back. You exactly. can buy him back. So so if you throw him out there, why keep the guy and then find out that his fair market value actually happened to be at 48 and you could have saved money. So now a guy like Especially Jordy Nelson. when you got Jordy Nelson for 36 So this is the point. So the next 30. guy is Jordy Nelson at 36 That's a keep. Agreed. Because you're getting him under market value. He's a guy that's probably going to be closer sure. to the 45 to $50 range. So that makes more sense. Which is the next guy? Arian Foster at forty six. See now again, too much. it's too much. You drop Arian Foster. See, and this is to me, this is the art of building and how you how you build your dynasties. Is that you if you're if you're always paying up and you're paying close to fair market value for players, you're not going to be successful. The teams that are successful are the ones that find the guys at under market value or are able to ride out those great salaries because they found them cheap. So, Arian Foster at 45 or 46, no. You drop him again. You can bid all the way up. And, then, you know, maybe you're hoping that because of these other younger running backs, there's some people that are stepping up. Get him that, for 40, get him for 35. Right. You never know, especially with his and injury pass. Big Ben and Greg Olson, each for nine, who I would both Those keep. are keepers. I would I keep them keep. both. Those are Period. definite keepers. You have a, a $9 who's starter. Who's last guy? At, Olsen, Olsen and Roethlisberger. You got a top four. You got a top four tight end, no matter what, whichever whichever way you want to go. If you want a, my way or, or your and way. And a top ten QB. Yeah. Period. I, and in my mind, both. probably even a, a top six QB. So it could be a top, yeah, ten, top, top, top ten. Top ten QB that you're paying well underneath that. Well, underneath a that. guy that should Love be going for about thirty to thirty five dollars. Was there one more? Oh no 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 there, that was it. Okay. I would disagree about Arian Foster. Just because I think everybody usually tends to stray on the side of keeping running backs. And going in, I feel like I have a top 10 running back, a top 10 wide receiver, a top 10 QB, and a top 10 tight end locked up. So I'm locked up decently what would around with, the... What would it be without Demarius's 58? Uh, well, at 158, 100. that'd be 100 even. 100 so even. Oh, was it 158? Okay, that's, 100 even. That's exactly half of it. Nice. And you've got top players... In every position, but so that gives you enough room to maybe 
play a $35 running back and a $35 wide receiver God. and then fill out with lower-end players. Arian is... It, 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 I, I would I'll say, tell you, if it was somebody besides Arian, What's Arian's auction value right now? I'm not sure about that, but I'm just telling you, I'm looking through my, my auction leagues to your premise that everyone keeps these higher-priced running backs. No. 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 Not anymore. No. Because so because dead. it's it's just not worth it. Because Fantasy again, Pros has his auction value at thirty six dollars. Yeah, here's the other reason. Because when you're talking about auction values again and again, and it was forty eight. Most auction leagues, I don't know about 46, his. 46. I don't know about his auction league, but most auction leagues start to implement when you can have, when, especially when they're talking about five dollar increases on salaries and stuff. They've usually probably implemented a rookie draft of some sort. If they have, the key is to draft the guys that you're going to be the ultimate keepers as rookies and, and have them in a lower escalating contract. Yeah. But if it's not and rookies are available to be drafted, then then that should be part of your strategy. You should be honing in on, you know, and it's not the Kevin Whites and the Amari Coopers and the whatever, because those are the guys that are going to go in your auction draft Jerk. for, for <laughs> well, no, because they're going to go for 15 to $20 and you're going to be paying way too much. You want to go after your... Uh, you know, maybe Nelson Aguilar. It's not mine. It's going to be Dobbs. Uh, he called right. Rashad, per- oh, Rashad okay. Perriman. Okay, Rashad Perriman. Maybe you get you steal him for four or five dollars. Sure. You know, uh, Love that one. You know, there's those are the type of players that you're looking at uh, with potential, and and if that's how I would approach it, if you don't have a rookie draft. Well, I, do we think we got that one answered pretty well, Stags? Because uh, if so, I want to give a pyro promo. If not, let's. There let's, is a second part of the question. More or less, can we talk about when is the right time to build in a keeper slash dynasty? All right, well, let's 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 do your promo and then we'll answer. Okay, cool. Little pyro promo. Uh, we uh, came out with version four of the pyro fantasy football draft kit today. Uh, people that already bought it, you should have received an email with your new link to click and download version four. People that haven't bought it and have been listening to the show for the last three months and have just been holding out, holding out. What the smell are you waiting for? Get that thing going. It's 20 bucks of domination. You're going to spend that much taking uh, yourself out for ice cream, hot dogs, and a couple beers with your buddies. And um, it, that's only if you're living in Sheboygan. Or a nice cool drink. Big jobs of greasy grinding over guts. How about a nice cool drink? Varmints, scum, slime, menace to the golfing industry. You're a disgrace. And your varmints, you're one of the lowest members of the food chain, and you'll probably be replaced by the rat. <laughs> um, so, please, check out, buy that draft kit. You know, it's the only thing right now that uh, we're, we're charging for. We put ungodly amounts of time into it. Stag Party, always doing awesome stuff. As we talked earlier, Justin Hype delivering more characters for this version. Um, sick just, characters. Yeah, sick characters. Just awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, updated our rankings, updated uh, you know, dra- uh, depth chart, updated just a ton of things. This SOS, as we've been told on a number of occasions, is worth the twenty dollars alone. It's something. It's a tool you can use leading up to your drafts. It's a tool you can use week to week for your uh, daily fantasy uh, fix. It's a tool you can use for your own leagues to decide who uh, the teams that your offensive and uh, specialty players are going against and the defenses they're playing against and who they might be good against. Come on, buy that draft kit. It's ridiculous. We've been selling a lot of them. It's been awesome, but let's not mess around. If you got, if 
you got the money and you can spend $20 to win money in your league or be uh, have a big ego and want to win uh, and have the best draft in your league, do it. This thing is ridiculous. Uh, all of us, Dogmatica, Stag Party, all the team um, have just put a lot of effort into this thing. It just get better every time. So we'll have two more versions left. We'll come out with one in the middle of August. Uh, this one came out a little bit late because there was some holiday scheduling that uh, we couldn't pass up. Uh, and we're fired up. So pick that thing up. Come on, man. If you love Pyro like we love you, then you'll buy that draft kit. If you want to win the championship, see your future. Be your future. May. Make. Make it. Make it. Make your future, Danny. I'm I'm a veg, Danny. Take it easy, will you? It's true. All right, what do you think about the... Uh, I'm a veg. We're, we're almost veggies after working on this draft kit for so many hours and, we're and almost, loving it and swimming in our vegness. We're almost veggies when it's almost two hours of podcast right here and we still have so many t- tidbits and bullet points yeah, we need yeah, to talk about. I don't about. know where to go from here. <laughs> no, go on. What's sta- uh, Houdini and Stags? What do you when's, mean? Second second part is the question. too early um, to uh, When is the right rebuild? time to rebuild? You know, <clears throat> you want to be... You, 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 Hopefully, you can do a good job of rebuilding on the fly and not really having to crash and rebuild. What will happen is this. I'll tell you, if you keep a team like what we're talking about here with the 58, the 46, you're keeping $158, that's a team that you're going to then have to rebuild completely the next year. Because now you can't keep any of these guys. Now you're then really hoping that you hit some home runs on those cheap players that you're going to grab. So... But here's the difference. It's every year you should in Dynasty. You, there are the people who are always constantly building for the future. They never win. You you still play this game to win. So the the thing is that I think yes, you should be going for it. But again, is it worth mortgaging fair market value in in keepings of players to go for it? No, I don't think so. But I think that. The, the key is you should be really being smart about who you're targeting as your one, two, three, four, five dollar players. Make those be guys that are under the radar, first, second year guys, guys you can stash on your bench for a year and just let them sit there and develop to grow. And then, you know, with your other middling players or guys that, uh, that you're paying $15, $20 for, those are the guys that you can feel free. Drop in the middle of the year. Pick somebody else up off the of waivers. Pick up a Val, Val fucking Verde. Verde. I like you, Betty. It's Danny, sir. Danny. Death by Valverde. <laughs> I'll tell you right now that I have found um, that it is fruitless to keep playing for the future. 100% fruitless. I think you should go for it every fucking year. I'm not kidding. You, if you just have a little bit of a future thought with some three, four, five dollar players just to keep keep you going that might have some future value to them. I'm telling you, if you just go for it every year, you're going to win it a couple times. Well, it all depends. Like, again, if you have leagues with rookie rules and things like that, the problem is, again, what happens is when it's smart to be a seller because you can sell yourself into becoming a... You can go from worst to first if you sell correctly. True. Because you are now... If you have multiple players on your team, let's say that you're just... That unfortunate team that got screwed, that you had the third most points in the league, that you just matched up horribly, and so you're a, you're a three and seven, 
and you know that you're not making the playoffs. You start selling off all your players to all the teams that are going into the playoffs, and they're offering you steals of, of $2 players that are worth the guy that's going to give them a chance for the title this year. Well, then you got to make those moves. Or if you're in ones that have rookie, the problem is if they have like rookie drafts, or I've done it. I, I went for it like three years in a row, super hard. And I mortgaged my future. Well, then that put me into, if we recall over all the But did podcast, you win? Rebuilding mode. I've been in rebuilding mode. But, but then, did you win? No. I, I finished second twice. And then last year, it was, was, was still potentially a rebuilding year for me. I ended up winning my division and coming in second place again, okay. failing in the, in the files. But now my team, with the other thing that I have it stacked from, from that rebuild of the sell-off, has given me the opportunity. I We have a rookie draft that we haven't done yet. I have three first-round picks in this year's rookie draft. Here's the fact of the matter is that the NFL yeah. has changed. The NFL has changed. Yeah. There's a lot more turnover real quick. It's They don't build as much as they used to. It's quick hits. We want a running back who's going to last us for three years, and that's it. Get rid of him. Let's go get another one. And it's, it's NFL-ready, guys. Yeah. They're ready to go NFL much more than ages in the past. We've talked about that before. Carl Pickens. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> NFL ready guys. So it's it, there is it's a different NFL. You're it is. Like you that. can't just plan on like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this guy for the next ten years. No, nobody lasts ten years in the NFL and does anything anymore. You got to plan on four or five year stretches at most. Three year stretches is probably the best thing to do for. So if you're really planning for the future. Don't really plan for the future. Play, plan for the immediate future. And that's all you got. Well, because because you they're going to be gone after three years. And you can't plan for that future anyway because you're, you're, you're projecting. But you want to know what also happens that you can't project for? Injuries. These, you know, different things just crop up on guys all the time. So, you know, you have best laid plans. Like, I was in the early part of my rebuilding. My team could be so much better in this dynasty league. Two running backs that I took two years ago. And Bishop saying he was one of them. No, two years ago. Okay. Christine Michael, Michael. and uh, yeah. the guy of San Francisco who ended up leaving, Marcus Latimer. Latimer. Oh, so Latimer. the potential of what yeah. that could have been, that potential backfield, what it was looking like then. Oh. And so then you're basically it, arguing for exactly what I'm saying. What, 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 exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying you don't plan for the future. Go for it now. That's what I'm saying because you, when you play for the future, you never know what you're going to get. I'm saying that that's theirs. Exactly. The, the, what would look like was going to be a great deal for me that ended up not working out. Now they got to, you know, you, you back it up with the Brandon Cooks and you back it up with a couple other players. And now you say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Oh, he likes Cooks. Don't you remember when I made the bet with you? Last year when I made the bet with you, I said, I go, I hope I lose because I drafted him on my team. And I got him and Jeremy Hill last year. How'd that one work out for me? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. One of the things in Dynasty Leagues in general is everybody, like, if you started one tomorrow, who would be the first pick? Were you talking about Dynasty Dynasty or a Dynasty. Luck would be a call of mine. I mean, who's who's your first pick? Pick, it's not really a pick if it's Dynasty because if it's yeah, an auction yeah. league, it's like then you're never who do I want to build my team around? Who do you want to build your team around? Everybody wants luck. to pay for Andrew Luck. Period. If well, it's a snake draft, Luck is the guy. If you have a guy like if you if you have, can have control over salary, if it's that, or if you have control, because again, if you're talking about a first round pick and I have to pay a first round pick for him every year, then no, I don't yeah, want Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's not the build. But if, but if you're telling me that it's like an like a it's like there was that rookie draft when it came out. It was Andrew Luck, RG3, and Trent Richardson. 
So I was in a situation. I ended up having the number one pick. I took T. Richardson. Unbelievable. And I go back and, just, and I took Andrew Luck in another league where I had the. You take it out on your girlfriend. Oh, I, I, I take it. I take it out. I take it out on you guys. I take it out on you guys in this podcast. No, like, no, I go, no, I go, no. Take it out on your girlfriend. Go Ray Rice. Take so, it out on me. Yeah, I believed in T. Rich. And, take and, it out and, on and me. And the thing was is that I'm like, okay, I'll I'll set a quarterback. But what I what I didn't realize is that no, I didn't. Why didn't I draft? Sounds like Sam Michael's draft there. And and the way that it worked is that I'm like I'm like I kept thinking about I'm like man. I want to win because I was about winning now. And, yeah. and Richardson was the guy that was going to fit right into my and lineup to help me win now. And Luck is the guy that would have been on my lineup for the next 15 years. Yeah. Oops. That's Dynasty. The only position with longevity nowadays is quarterback. That was brutal. Period. Is that your worst fantasy move in the history yes. of it? Is now, life? Can I tell you the greatest move that ever, ever? Have you ever thought about taking a couple two pills too here's, many? Here's, what, here's the best part. I waited so long to trade Trent Richardson. So it was like... Who I, would you take, Stags? Oh, I, I was just saying that I think one of the biggest myths is if you have a first couple picks in a dynasty type league is you have to take Andrew. Because I still feel like Period. I still I, I feel like that's a myth because I feel like I can get now because you devalue old quarterbacks every year so you're devaluing guys like you know Philip Rivers and Jay Manning. Cutler and Peyton Manning and I can get Brady. them for you for like nothing so I can play that spot that year with a Peyton Manning and then next that's year fine. it's like somebody will be like. Oh well, if you give me, you know, Buck Allen, I'll give you, you know, so Philip Rivers. So then I could do that. So I would go with that high end wide receiver who has, you know, definitely that more longevity than the running back. Yeah, but which one of those wide receivers actually has longevity nowadays? Tell me one. How are you talking about I, getting these guys? Give me like one wide receiver that will give you five years for sure. All, I just for want, sure? I want to clarify how yeah. you're talking about how you're just building around these guys, though. I know we're, I know we're, we have a double talk going on here. I, I apologize, but are you talking about these guys being? When you say, who, uh, who do I want as my first pick in a dynasty? I don't know. Clarify to me how, up, how that was. Start up brand new dynasty. Brand new dynasty. So, but explain how I could get the guy that I, I'm able draft, to keep. Number him. one pick. Then how am I ever going to keep the guy? So I'm just. He has to be my number one pick. Just the forever. best pick yes. in dynasty. That's There's it, no you number get one pick that I would ever take that I would ever keep in Dynasty perpetually. Just there's no one. Okay. He doesn't want to play in that your format. games. And not in that format because again, you keep everybody forever, and then you have a like you do the first snake draft. So everyone, keep, everyone gets two everybody's on Let's your, not make this no, that much. Everybody's on, of a question. Everybody is on your team every year, and then you have a rookie draft, and you can draft players like. Does like everyone, an actual team. But is Who it, am I doing this year? Are, are, is it Golden Tate? Is it, is it players being kept based on the round they're drafted? Or is it just you get to keep there, three it, keepers? It's no keepers. It's a dynasty league. Everybody's on your team until yeah. you drop them. Don't worry about the league. Don't worry about the round well, see, you're giving well, because, up. Well, because to me... I'm going to shoot myself. Do you <laughs> well, want I'm Andrew shoot, Luck? Or do you want somebody else? I'm going to shoot yelling. myself, dog. Okay, because what I don't understand is if you say dynasty and you're saying snake draft, to me it doesn't make sense. Because... If I'm able to keep guys forever, then how does a snake draft even play into it? I don't. It doesn't. You just start a snake draft. People start snake drafts. So then, dynasty so then, leagues. This is the first year of the league. Everybody, Amari in the, Cooper. Everybody in the league. Is, everybody in the league is available to you. Okay. Right now. So I have my roster. I drafted through sixteen rounds. Next year, am I? Is it? Is it like and you said then, before? Two rounds and and no. Pay? Oh, you and get then them. you get. Then it's the dynasty. Okay. It's the rookie draft. Then okay. 
then fine. Because then you're saying, because I'm going to... Who do you want? Andrew <laughs> Luck. Grief. God damn it. Jesus Christ. It was confusing to me. I have yeah, more dice than Let's move on. Talk anymore. Let's I have more on. dice than you and Andrew, and I was so annoying. confused by that. I don't know why. Because <laughs> go. It didn't make sense. sense. All right, good, good stuff. I love hearing. You know, I'm not a big dynasty uh, keeper guy myself, but I'm. I'm I did, started a keeper one last year, and I'm excited to jump into that more. Hearing from guys that know it, like you guys, is awesome. What we want to do is, we've been asked to give more late round gems and talk about guys later in drafts. Uh, because people, that's that's where you win your championships. And what we're going to do here is kind of merge late round gems that are guys that come after the tenth round uh, with you know auction values. And those are going to be guys that are going to be more in the, uh, the below five dollar, would we say, yeah. uh, range. So let's kind of merge those two and give the best of both worlds within the guys of this podcast, which is auction and keeper and all that good stuff, and also give uh, late round gems. So how do you feel about it? I feel like I gotta go to college. I gotta. Uh, Danny, this is in Russia. Is this Russia? This is in Russia. Nah, I don't think so. No. You wanna know how I feel about it? Valverdey. <laughs> I have to live <laughs> because I've outfinessed myself. By foe, my enemy is an animal. And in order to conquer him, I have to think like an animal, if ever possible, to look like one. <laughs> you haven't given me one, one little aftermath other than, it's just getting rid of Dory. You've been giving me him all night. Is it because I, I look gave you, like him? I gave you, I was born to love you. To love You're you. right. You got, mean, you got the ultimate high web. I don't know what I you want. want. I want, <laughs> I want, I want Sprackler. Backfire is yours. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go on. We're, stag party. How do you want to open up some some throw out throw I'll somebody out? Love you first. All right, one dollar. No, two dollars. Carson Palmer. Love that price. You think is that is that is that around where he's he's going and good yeah. times all around? I think you can get him pretty cheap, a buck or two in most kind of drafts. Nobody's gonna want to pay up for a Carson Palmer. And if you're from Chicago, if you throw out a $2 bet on Jay Cutler, I bet you get him too. Well, the other guy there that I think is, is Joe Flacco. Okay? Period. And you're going to have him with Mark Tressman's offense, and you're going to have them with Justin Forsett, who is going to break down, and they're going to be throwing the ball 65 to 70% of the time. It's, uh, it is a Joe Flacco. Plain and simple. That, that $3 bet on Joe Flacco. You're talking uh, 5 bucks for Bridgewater, 7 for Rivers? I'll take a Flacco any day of the week over those two. And I'll bet you what, the Rivers is not a bad value either because I, the seven that he's averaged, I bet you in a lot of leagues you're going to grab him for three or four dollars because True. everybody's, already filled, out, everybody's already filled out their roster or that, or you're going to be able to be the guy that's going to be talking about late round. You can grab Philip Rivers as a backup for you in round thirteen or fourteen. I mean, I think in quarterback strategy in auction leagues, I don't think it's worth paying up for a guy. I'd rather just let all the big game, big name guys get bitted up. Like I want somebody to, you know, shoot out the gates for Andrew Luck. I want somebody to shoot out the gates for Aaron Rodgers. I want somebody to pay whatever they're going to pay for Peyton Manning. While I'm taking two of these guys for like ten dollars combined, and then spending the rest of my money at running back and receiver. I, I agree with you. And fantasy, this, this uh, the, the accuracy of uh, fantasy pros. Uh, 
for auction prices right now that we're looking at kind of bears that out. I want to I want to make two points here. One, look at the fact that it's that our two guys that are our top tier. It's Andrew Luck or it's Aaron Rodgers. The on their values here, it's 48 and 44, and then the next quarterback is Russell Wilson at 29. That's a precipitous drop. Can uh, I? Can I ask gigantic. You, can I ask you uh, what what our guy Sam Bradford is at to follow? Not he's not in there. So no, one dollar. It's one dollar. It's a dollar. These are so, these are guys that are so just, he's a dollar. Right. So you do Sam Bradford with a Sanchez backup for two bones, and you got a prolific offensive. And you're college. spending your money Sorry. on other guys. Sounds like a good approach to me. And Big you can time. spend that money to get the top wide receiver, the top running back, yeah, just that or the other thing. This is also why for those of you that are also to, to quickly just jump back into the dynasty or, or, or auction leagues. This is why you can't use these values when you're either at any really at any point in time. It's it's <laughs> because everyone overspends. No one's gonna say if you go in there and say, okay, I'm not gonna spend more than fifty dollars on a player. No, eventually you're gonna have to because if you're gonna go out and get one of the top guys, you're gonna have to spend. Yeah, if you really think you're gonna get bucks. Andrew Luck for forty eight, you're wrong. Think again, right? If you really think you're gonna get Adrian Peterson for fifty two, you're wrong. Believe me, you're gonna be spending at least. 15 to 20% more than you think. These auction values are an idea, but the problem is is that understand that there are the ones that actually are within the range of being to the actual price in your league that you draft is probably only going to be about 15% of the yeah. players. Otherwise, they're going to most are going to be highly over and the guys that are like uh, middling on the board uh, are going to be some of them are going to be drastically under just because of when they were bought up in your in your auction. Okay, I think that most of us would agree that um, the, there's some quarterbacks that you can get at bargains. And the next position that you get at bargains is tight end. A huge. Plain and simple. I mean, when you look at a Charles Clay for a buck. Sorry, Delaney Walker for five bucks. Yep. Uh, I mean, Josh Hill for four bucks. Cameron for three. Cameron tonight. for three bucks. Are you kidding me? Why would you be paying $44 for a Gronkowski... And taking up a fifth of your money for a tight end that is only going to give you only a quarter of the percentage of a point over those guys. That's the point right there. Because when you're looking at it, again, we were having this discussion with the IDP, right? About J.J. Watt and where the difference is between him and the next second best player at that position. Well, but... In this situation, it's not even about when you draft a defensive player. It's what you are paying for the points. Exactly. So think of it in, in a sense of how many dollars are you paying per point? And you want to be, this is basically money ball here. You want to be able to be smart. You want to be able to be the person that's paying the least amount of money for the most amount of points. So, you know, there are going to be... but You just got it, smart as hell all of a sudden. Well, hey, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. There's, 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 there's Imperial Stouts. <laughs> so every, when, you, when you look at a guy, those guys like Gronkowski, this is one of those guys that's that weird anomaly that actually is, is, is a screw job to the person who bids on him. Because, like Dog said, the difference in the percentage from him to even the Charles Clay, who you're talking maybe 14 positions down at, at the tight end position, maybe it's, it equates to a difference of uh, you know three points per week. Okay, maybe that looks really big, but the fact that you had to spend 43 more dollars to get three points, where I was able to pick up 
five different guys at, at twelve to fifteen dollars who are all going to blow up, and now those That's guys' exactly what it is. points jump over the over the moon compared to what you paid for your value in points. That's why I have so no, I have no need to grab somebody like a Gronkowski in the first five rounds. If you give me Gronkowski in the sixth, sure. But that's never going to happen. Right. Gronkowski in the first or second round is like paying $50 for him. At an exactly. Office. And that will never happen in my world. And I'm sorry for anybody who does it. Your I've seen Gronkowski. Gronkowski at this point, as we're moving closer, is more of a bona fide first rounder than even a second rounder anymore. He is just going and going. And people don't seem to remember. Tom Brady is still suspended for four games. He is equally as affected by that as, as anything ever. Now, and Gronk has not stopped partying. He really no. has. He's having a great <laughs> summer. The problem as he is, should. There's always a person in your in your league who's just like just totally drooling over Gronkowski. This is Craig. I'm looking at you. You are green, so you could hide. <laughs> I don't blame you. You're a tramp. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was right where you wanted it. Oh, Mrs. Crane, you're a little monkey woman, you know that? You're a little monkey woman. You're lean, and you're mean, and you're not too far between either a bit, are you, huh? Would you like to wrap your spikes around my head? Come your eyes, man. <laughs> you're lean, and you're mean, and you're probably not, not too far between. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, shit. Good stuff, good stuff. As you guys know or don't know, my last name is Noonan, so Caddyshack is a part of my life from the day I was born, literally, came out a bit after, but uh, it's been a huge thing where I'll be out playing pool in a pool hall and it'll be my shot and someone I've never known or anything, like, miss it, Noonan, I'm like, you know my name's really Noonan. <laughs> like, no, it's not, like, I swear to God, like. All right, miss, really miss it, Noonan. Here's the best part. Everyone always says that. Like they want they, when they want to like make someone miss it, they go, Miss it, miss, 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 miss it, Noonan. Noonan. What did Noonan do when they did that? Well, it, it took a bunch of explosions. No, 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 no. That was in the caddy tournament. Okay, okay. What did he do? He sunk the putt and won the caddy tournament. Well, I thought that was one. Oh, that was that the was the last one when he was betting with the. Let's be honest. Noonan's our winners. What? Uh, where are we going with this? You're not a Munson. <laughs> Now we're taking it back a week hey, or two? Hey, a couple of weeks. So, talking about just <laughs> the value of tight end is just so great deep. Like, I don't think I would pay for a top-tier tight end. No. I don't think I'd pay for a top-tier QB. What's, what's the guy we just took in our league, Ertz? What does he cost him? $8, but that's on average. Again, that's why I say you can't believe these of things. Of course. So oh, no, I, he's I, the guy I, that's I, probably going to skew more toward, I would say, Eight's going to be like the low end for him, unless you'll probably just, get up to the eighteen, yeah, 20 eighteen to twenty dollar range, yeah, yeah, twenty. Yeah. So that makes sense. But if you can get him eight for for eight, you're stealing. And then where I'm really going to spend my money in an auction league is just running back and wide receiver. That's well, where give you, me that's give where me a few should. tight ends. I know Dogmatic had mentioned some guys. Jordan Cameron's at three. Who are some guys bucks. that you're loving that you do want to take that you do find is, that are gems? Kobe Fleener, my guy. He's been a gem in in, in, in he's starting to creep up now. He was a guy that was ranked like, but I think it was like. <laughs> you should see I these know. other guys. Whenever, whenever Dini starts throwing out the the Fleener, the Dog Manica, his and, ADP and, has and, continued and, to rise. The stag party hate parade, the hating just starts. You know, I what was I'm looking saying? at dogs that they're sleeping in the chair again. Both these guys are nodding their head like, oh, here he goes. <laughs> so I, I made his W vein go off. 
What? I made his W vein go off. Oh no, it's my W vein. <laughs> there's something. There's some vein that just goes but off. No, I, I, you know, teach their own in that. But I, the Colts' offense is not about a Kobe Fleener this year. It was last year because everybody got injured. But now everybody's healthy and they have new players. And it's just not him. He can't block with the shit. So he's not going to be in the three wide receiver sets. He's not going to even be in the two wide receiver sets usually. It's just going to be a Dwayne Allen in there blocking and great wide receivers. What's his, what's his role? Dwayne what is he going to do? You know what? You know what then? Then he's my next Robert Meacham. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to back off of it. So I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stick fine. with it. And, I, you know what? What can, and here's what the best what part. He this the best part is that I'm not paying up for him. I'm getting him at a value. I'm that's getting a good him thing. for nothing. So you know what, though? That's a chip and a risk of a chip that I'm willing to put on the table. That's cool. I like it. Listen, they could all get hurt again. It's Andre Johnson. It's Dwayne Allen. Both these guys can't haven't shown that they can be healthy at all. Uh, well, Andre Johnson's done better, but uh, I think they could easily, you know, it could work out in your favor. Does not matter. Let's not make this about Fleener. Good. No, like it. It definitely but could. Dwayne Allen did what lose 10, 15 pounds. He's still the better blocker, so he's got a lot of upside. Who are some other? We don't have to talk about uh, tight ends anymore, but I, I just wanted to get a sense of the the late round gems. Who are the guys that that are going to be around? Let, for this let me deal? let me flip it this way because Stags is talking about the guys that you're willing to pay up for, and they're at the wide receiver and. Uh, the, the running back position. So the guys that I'm willing to pony up for, and running back, let's talk running back because this is the one where you got to make your decisions, okay? So at the top of the list on, on this list, it's got like Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy, Arian Foster as a top five, CJ Anderson just on the outside. Am I paying up for Marshawn Lynch? No. I'm no. not. I'm not I, I don't I'm not I don't find the value is gonna be there. It's too much risk in that one. Adrian Peterson, yeah, I'll pay up for Adrian Peterson. Agreed. Jamal Charles, I don't know that I'm gonna pay up for him this year. I, I think that I'm I'm willing to get off that train in an in an auction type league. I'm willing to say sayonara, see you later, I'm gonna let someone else spend the money on you. Tiffy. So I'm I'm gonna focus on Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacey. I'll focus on, on Foster, but again, I don't wanna pay I don't wanna overpay for it. So C.J. Anderson, C.J. Anderson, and Bell. See, yeah, I might, I might like Bell a lot because I'll I feel like, like Bell he'll for be the value. devalued. Yes, uh, he will be deval over devalued because you could probably steal him for a cheaper price than he would actually go for. The fact that matters, you got to forget those first three weeks. Just plug and play for those first three weeks, and you'll be okay. But those last fourteen weeks or whatever weeks you play, 13, 12 weeks. Gems. Think of it Believe this way. me, it's worth it. Think of it this way. You're going to get him. If you get him at a $10 reduced value, you can spend that $10 in your auction on other running backs that you can play for the first three weeks of the season until he's healthy, and then that value has then paid off in tenfold. Yeah, you get Jonas Gray for a dollar. Or Amir uh, Abdullah for nine. Plug and play. Yeah, that value is going way up through the board. Yeah, yeah. He, right now it's at nine. He'll be a guy that'll probably he end up. He'll range in between yeah. fifteen yeah. to twenty-five. And this is what happens with he, he's going to be the flavor of the month rookie. And in your auctions, you should stay away from these guys because again, the rookies that you want to be able to kind of nab if you can are, are, are not paying up. Like Melvin Gordon is going to be a guy that's gonna, probably going to go for. He's going to command thirty dollars in an auction. I don't know probably. what they have his value in this year, but. I'll guarantee you it's about a $30 value. They got a 24. 24. So I, I, I see him as 30. He'll go up. So, you know, Gurley would be another guy that, you know, depending on the news, 
He's he's a guy that maybe you, if it, if it falls, but I, people just get enamored with yeah. He's only fourteen right now, so that'll go on. So you know when you're looking at those and who those rookie values are, I don't want to. You're paying fair market value if you're paying thirty dollars for Melvin Gordon. You're paying fair market value for paying thirty thirty five dollars for Todd Gurley. So that's not. The value in don't get dog started on the on the injuries and right. Well, I mean, but would you rather pay the same amount for Le'Veon Bell and Amir Abdullah? I'd rather pay or fifteen dollars more. Jamal Charles, right? Well, I'd rather I'd rather have I'd rather for the price of Melvin Gordon, I would rather spend the extra twenty to get the Le'Veon Bell, even though I know it's the three sure. games less, because I know. What I'm getting, I'm getting value for dollar when he's on the field. Let's yeah. talk about some lower guys. Let's get away from the top. Um, let's get. Let's talk about some lower guys. You know, we can close this out in another ten minutes or so. But let's 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 go in on the gems, late round steals, and all that. As Terrence Williams, you know. Again, Uh-oh. when you're talking, these know, guys are about to look. No, at because Joe. again, you're talking about late round. This no, is a guy. Not a bad call. He, okay. He's he's cheap. He has a great rapport with uh, Tony Romo when it comes to red zone looks, which is amazing when you consider that Des Bryant is there, who's catching 16 whatever touchdowns, and he still catches a ton of touchdowns. But he's completely undervalued. He's not a guy that strikes fear into anyone, but he does have the ultimate advantage. He plays opposite of Des Bryant. Yeah. So he's always getting single covered, and that's why he gets the looks in the red zone. And all those touchdowns that used to go to Jason Witten, he doesn't have the quick hitch anymore. So those touchdowns are now going to Terrence Williams. I love the very unsexy wide receivers at their, like, what they'll go for in drafts. The guys who aren't And flashy. running backs. You're all about Who's your favorite? There's, there's, there's like seven squared, of them. Your favorite, R-squared. I mean, just Name wait. seven of them right now. <laughs> Literally, I, uh, I could do it. Allen Robinson, Jarvis yep. Landry, Steve yep. Smith, yep. Uh, Rashad Perryman, okay. uh, Kendall Wright, Ruben Kevin White, Ruben Randall, and Devontae. Devontae. Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne Bow. We did have a long talk about a Dwayne Bow on Twitter Yeah, the today. stash. The stash can't get enough of Dwayne Bow. I think Dwayne Bow for two bucks. I think the Wayne Bow. That's like the unsexiest option. I won't take him at $2. I'll let him go to somebody else. It's like I will put out a $1. I'll take Kendall right at 4 yeah, yeah. That has more upside than a Dwayne Bow who's on the tail end of his career moving to a team with an even worse quarterback than he had in Kansas City. Agreed. Hard to imagine. I agree with that. Let, let me do a pyro promo right now because you were talking about. Um, uh, who's the four that you were just talking about uh, that you wanted to grab? Oh, Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright. Uh, on last, uh, two days ago, we posted a Pyro Podcast Light, episode four, and that was with Stag Party and, uh, and, and Mo, Pyromaniac Mo were doing that. And you guys had a great conversation about Kendall Wright uh, and, and how you, uh, you both felt that he was ready to kind of explode for where, how far he was falling down. The opportunity that he was going to deliver with uh, a, a Mariota and, 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 and what Mariota. he Mariota, I know. Okay, yeah. I know. I know. Pyromaniac Mo wants us to get it right. To be honest, Pyromaniac Mo, I'm going to start misspelling your friggin' name if you don't. <laughs> if Goodell can't get it right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if Goodell can't get it and, right, I don't think we have to. And stop go. sending me the the phonics of speaking. Uh, you know, yeah, Jai. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, J-G. that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not this, it's that. Pyro Mao, Mao. It's, it's not Mo, it's Mao. Sold, sold. We're done. Pyromaniac Mao. 
Love What's you, happening? Say tongue. What's the good news? Uh, but I thought that was a great, it was an eye-opener for me on the talent uh, from them. And I'm right, right? That was from that podcast. That wasn't our podcast. We do so. I listen to so many of these things, and we do them so often that sometimes... It all rolls It all relaps. Um, but, actually, I've been surprised at how short-sighted and my mind's messed up from having over, overlord, overload. Overlord. But, and, you but, think you have overlord. But, That's but, half the problem. But, but the fact, the fact is, is I actually am able to remember pretty amazingly what we're talking about on these shows from week to week and whatnot. So, um, anyway, the kind of right thing. Interesting. I know you've always been day one talents there. Now, finally, maybe he's got the situation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a young player. Especially with the, uh, where he's going in drafts and his auction value. He's just somebody that y- you might want to take a chance on this year. Kendall Wright, uh, listen, the guy has always had all the talent in the world. He's had terrible quarterback situations, terrible offensive situations. Nobody around him. All of a sudden, something's starting to brew a little bit. Let's also throw this out there. Justin Hunter. Uh, yeah. Gone. Just, uh, is it gone now? Oh, well, they I mean, they're me. giving him, they're giving a little, a little bit of a chance to practice with them. But believe me, he's gone. He's gone. This is the best so, thing that ever happened to him. They wanted to get him wrong. They just didn't want to look like they had cake on their face. Something right? Like yeah. For, for they want him out. This guy is not. He's not a football player. It's. I'm, I'm sorry. Off the field situations really take precedence nowadays, especially with everything that's been going on with PDs. You know, I mean, all the. Drug scenarios, all the things that are thrown in. I think it's the more of the domestic, the the domestic issues are the bigger off thing. Field situations where there's beatings and uh, you know uh, stabbing and cuts. Yeah, what were the, the, yeah. what were like, the other uh, things right, in the police done. report that were? Yeah, that's you're done. Get out of here. We don't want you. Stabbings. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I see the word stab- stabbings or kidnapping, I don't really continue reading. Yeah. So sorry. I'm sorry, Justin. You. Six four, run like the wind. You could catch things in college or whatever, but sorry, he wasn't even that. Run, run, run like the wind. Let's throw out some other guys, and I think we can uh, shut this party down and say, "Hey, we're giving you guys some street cred." I think it was a great podcast, and um, uh, any any street cred. I love the shirt that you're wearing. Thank you. By the way, now is that in uh, homage to the Golden State Warriors? I'm yes, I, I have to think that that is fully. Tribe golden. called Quest shirt. That Tribe looks, called Quest. Look, it's in the colors of Golden State. It's got the the city background. Are they from the Bay? San Francisco on the bridge? No, this is they're New York. They're that, from, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, is, that, is that New York? Is that the Chrysler Building or is that? Uh, yeah, that's New York. That's okay. New York skyline. I would say that's the Empire. Uh, but yeah, I, I never like would have thought that New tribe. York would have stole from the West Coast. Hey, hey. They, Since we got rappers on, you know, it's always East Coast, West Coast. They were, they were, they were intellectual rappers. Fight Dog and uh, obviously Q-Tip. They were more. In, they, they, they were from New York. They were like more like KRS One though. They were a little. They, they, were, they had the West Coast mentality. Um, anything else? Any other players you want to do? I, here's what I, I think we should just go around and say two, three players apiece that are great late jumps. Nice. Okay. Uh, Buck Allen. Damn it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, love it. That guy's going to get throw tons Ken, of I'll play. throw out Kendall Wright again so I don't jump on anybody's Hold on. Let's, uh, let's give a little... Let's give a, I think we all love Buck Allen. Yeah. What, what, what do you think, and we don't all have to answer in this list, you guys have... One point each of why what? Justin Forsett sucks. Well, why no, do, no, I, why I, do you think, and I, we all agree, 
No, it's not that he just bounces it's off not... the page at where he's going, where versus other running back. What do you what do you what, what are you expecting out of him? Why well, I, first like of all, I think he's a better version of of Justin Forsett, but it's Tressman's offense, so it, it, that's what makes him the best. Okay, that's what makes him worth it um, for me. Uh, Kendall Wright's another one for me. Pierre Garcon, like it. Here, okay, before you name everybody, he's, he's <laughs> I'll yeah, throw no, out three three piece. I'm gonna throw out one. I'll throw out my obvious one. I want you to come in Devonta Adams. Season. Devonta Adams is just a damn steal no matter where he is right now. And he's falling in all these drafts. Can we talk about Devonta Adams for just five minutes? And if Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb do not get injured, what is Devonta Adams going to do? He's going to be basically what Jeremy Macklin was before Chip Kelly ever got to Philadelphia. He'll be a 900-yard receiver with about six touchdowns. So they're going to have three top 30 receivers. I don't think he's even that much. I think he's 805. An offense cannot support three 30, because that would mean Aaron Rodgers is throwing for 5,500 yards and 55 touchdowns. And 55 touchdowns, exactly. That's well, not going to happen. Why? Just not with Matt Lacey on the team. No. Just mathematically. No, no, I'm just not saying, not I'm just not saying that you're going to 3,000-yard receivers on Detroit. Back when Scott Mitchell was there, he didn't have. Just, a, but they didn't have a running back like Eddie Lacy and the touchdowns. I'm not worried. That's why I'm so low on Lacy. This is a passing team. I'm not saying that Devontae Adams is going to be amazing, but where he's going, I do honestly. I know this is crazy with what Jordy Nelson can do and what Randall Cobb. I think he's the best athlete at the position on their team. He's not the fastest. He's not Jordy Nelson. They're in love with Jordy him. Too. He is the best athlete on the team, and I think that because of the reasons why I would say Lacey, they're not. They're going to have to put bring some people up. So they're going to have to worry about the run. They got to obviously number one Jordy Nelson. They're going to have to really pay attention. Randall Cobb still there, stuck with it, took less money than and didn't leave. Who is the guy? R- Richard Rogers? No. Wait. Who's the guy that benefits from these three other things? And what does Aaron Rodgers do better than anyone? Is fling the ball, not to the guy he needs to get it to. Jordy's not going to complain if he's not having a big game. Cobb's not going to complain if he's having a big game. Great team, guys. There are going to be games where Devonta Adams, who had seven touchdowns as a rookie, which somehow people think is impossible to do, he is going to have some great games and going to be good. He's going to be really, really... He, on this sheet that we have, that ADP value that we have in our draft kit as a tab, I promise you, with no doubt, you can have your sulking, and we know you don't like Devontae Adams. No, You've I been love wrong. Devontae Adams. But why, why would we talk to about him? Do you have this look that goes over your face, and why would we not want to draft him? Do you never want to take him? So I don't think you love him, to be honest. You can, you can have it both ways, but I don't think you love him. That ADP piece that we have in next year's draft kit, a year from now, he will be green, green, green. Green, green, green. green, green. green. And that's all I can say about it. So another guy who I think is a, I'm going to throw out there, who I like for how he's falling. And it's, if you want to have Pierre Garçon as one of yours, I think this guy is a no-brainer to me. I love that call. It's a I Pierre Garçon. Right. Pierre Garçon, too, yeah. because these are Two both. years ago, it's like number four. Same thing with this guy, Victor Cruz. I'll take the chance at that end. Now, now look, the injury, it's, though. it's the injury, sure, but you're talking about what you're going to get toward the end, of, toward the end, toward a guy now who is getting no confidence, but if he comes back, number one, does he have a good quarterback? Yes. Number two, does he have protection in the lineup? Yes. Number three, has he done it before? Yes. So... 
Why? Yeah. Number four. And he says he's good to go. And number four, does he have something to prove? Yes. So all those things make him. Where he's still his, young too. Yeah, and, like he, it. It's, and an auction value of a two dollars, which says I can get him for. So you say I can get him for seven bucks or less toward the end of my team? Yeah, I'll take a chance on Victor. If he was like 32, 31 years old or something, I'd be like, no, you're wrong. But the fact is, he's only like 26. Yeah. 25 years and old. And two years he ago. He could come back from this shit. Two years ago, I you were paying 60 bucks for him at, at an auction. And he's savvy enough in a Reggie Wayne at the, you know, as the years went on to be to change his game. I think that Victor Cruz, while I am probably not going to have him on my team because I do think he's still going a little high. I really do. When I when he goes, I'm always like, he's not on my radar in my mocks and in the drafts. Yeah, no, no. I'll let other teams yeah, take I don't him. Want, sure I don't want. He's never on. He's never. I'm never really ready to go on him. But I think he's the kind of guy that's smart enough to change his game to become more of a possession receiver and not. It's going to be a different player. Uh, at least, definitely for this. You know, year. he's a two dollar. He's a two dollar find on this thing. Yeah. That's so my my third guy. Is D'Angelo Williams? No, no, I'm kidding. Nah. Fat ass who can't keep himself away from eating anything. No, no, no. He it's lost weight, dude. He's not I know because anymore. he's got he's got a nutritionist something he has to call every time they do something. He's like, he's na- you want to know his name is Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, though, he's like texting whenever he's like, he's hey, at I, the movie. I take anything. He was at the movies. Colonel Sanders place. He's at the movies and he texts the guy, "Hey, I'm can, I, can I have this popcorn?" And the guy didn't respond back, so he got the popcorn. Then he's like sitting there with his girlfriend. And, uh, and the guy texts back, I sure hope you didn't buy that popcorn. And then he gave it to his girlfriend. <laughs> well, what I would have done, I would have done the little hole at the bottom of the popcorn thing and be like, honey, I got lots of popcorn for you. Oh, the old popcorn oh, drink at the movies. Oh, yeah. oh, throw down oh. a Cialis, throw down a Viagra, it's put a little popcorn in the hole. And as she's grabbing, as you're going down on the kernels, Mr. Kanish shows up. I smell vermin poontang. And the only good vermin poontang is dead vermin poontang. I think. Dig in a so box. I'm going to put my last guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Matt Jones. Okay. Here's the, here's the situation. you got Alfred Morris, who's ahead of him. Alfred Morris is a completely one-dimensional running back. If Matt Jones shows that he can be a two-dimensional running back... That gives him extra opportunities. Alfred Morris has also been a guy that he's great at getting 10-yard runs, but he doesn't break any of the big runs. He also runs into a lot of contact. He's been healthy throughout this point in time in his career, but I worry this is a point in time where it could start to catch up to him. Jones is a guy that, at that point, you have great potential. Cool. I'll throw out some guys that I like. Uh, first one I'll do is a Brandon LaFell. Uh, you, get a, you get a Tom Brady back. This is a guy that's done it. Um, who just know, who knows? I, I just think that his value isn't great. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm not looking at the list there. It's nine bucks. Not oh, that doesn't seem like a value to me. I'm I'm going more yeah. off my tears. I've got to record this thing so I don't have that document here. That that that, that doesn't seem like a high. Yeah, he's the same as Michael Floyd, uh, Roddy White, Anquan Bolden, Torrey Smith. All right. He but you know what though, D Rex, he's the type of guy. Depends on your league. Do people in your league? Really like him, then he'll he'll skew to the fifteen to twenty dollar range. If people are sleeping on him, you get him at four, when I've been four seeing bucks. when I've been seeing him not in these kind of leagues, he's dropping. He's he's not he's not going too high. So, Especially if Brady. But at nine bucks, I don't think that's a great value in an auction. I'm not an auction guy, but I wouldn't spend nine bucks on him. But I thought he was going to be more most any guy list. that you can get under ten bucks that can be a potential starter for you is a good value in an auction league. All right, uh, another no. another dude I like, Marquise Lee. 
I mean, I know yeah. it's a little bit off. I we haven't seen it yet. You're going on, uh, you know, promises from two, three years ago. But if the situation does really improve there and they become more of a, a viable option from fantasy points, Marquise Lee, where, where he's at two bucks. Oh, as far as I know, he's a buck. He's a dollar. Okay, so buck. I like I like that opportunity. Robinson can get hurt. They say Hearns might be the number one guy, but I think Marquise Lee. Wow. Uh, could could carve a niche for himself. They just got to figure out how to use him, and he's got to be healthy. Not a terrible idea. Um, I like it. And yeah. again, one of those guys that's a younger player who has all the potential in the world, but hasn't realized it yet. So completely undervalued. So where where is Eifert at in this? Tyler Eifert. Eifert is uh, he's sitting at a uh, dollar. He's a dollar. So Eifert for me is a no brainer. One hundred percent. Is a talk. I'm not gonna go into it. He's a no-brainer. He's six six. Guy runs like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> run, run. We need to get a sound bite of that. Whenever dog, whenever, yeah, whenever dog does run like the wind, we just get it. run, run like the wind. <laughs> What's wrong? Is that from a song? Run yes. Like I don't know what it is, but we'll fi- I'll find. Are you gonna find it for me, and then I can cue it up all the time. Yeah. And if it hasn't been done, we're going to Fiverr, and we're doing a drop. Bow, 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 run like the wind. <laughs> uh, my last guy, and I'm not even going to talk about him because I hate the quarterback situation. If I don't like Macklin, who I know you're sort of high on, how can I be possibly high on this guy? Oh, uh, Smith? No, Conley. Mr. Mike uh, Conley. What is his name, Mike? Right? Chris. Chris. Chris, sorry. The Georgia boy. Mike Conley. Mike I'm thinking Conley. of the Grizzlies uh, point guard. Point guard, yeah. Uh, the better that? of the Ohio State oh, players? State. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, uh, Conley, I think he is elite on the non-Nor Olympics. He was my Martavis Bryant from last year. And everything I saw when we were watching the Combine, he jumped off the page with his ability to catch with his hands, the effortless way he was doing it, and just the insane kind of numbers that he's putting up across the board. If Alex Smith can kind of let it rip and quit being such a puss bag, uh, maybe, just maybe, this guy uh, is a value. The talent's there. When Alex Smith's contract comes up, yes, I agree. Well, but no matter what, he also doesn't have, there's no incumbent competition there for him. He's got a chance to make a name for himself and establish a firm role in that offense. And you know that he came from the SEC, so he went up against good competition. They basically let Bo go to Cleveland, and they're like... I know, Darren Fells has a great opportunity in Arizona, too, as a tight end. Oh, wait, Jermaine Gresham? <laughs> anybody in Arizona is a tight or, end. Or Chris... Nothing. Chris anybody anybody in Kansas City is a wide receiver? Cooley? Nothing. <laughs> Get it, guys, please! Cooley, Chris Cooley. Thinking about siding with the... Uh, yeah, the I heard about the Chris Cooley thoughts. Nice. Mm. Well, He's going to be a third teamer. They're not the sexiest guys. They're not the sexiest guys at all. Because their Danny would have Marcus Colston and Rob Hausler. This is like the team of yesteryear. I like them. But they're all decent values that are, are way down the board that you can get real cheap. Who could probably fill starting roles for you. Hausler might be a he could end up being a huge value at tight end. Agreed. He could just step in and, you know, with his talent level, do the things that they were supposed to do. Um, with Four him. years ago. Yeah. yeah, but that is a tight end unfriendly offense. It just is. So, you know, other than that, you know, Danny Woodhead has a clear role, and he's always proven that he could do more than his role. 
especially with the rookie on the team and you know not knowing exactly what he's going to be good at and or great at would Ed could pick up you know some sneaky touchdowns like he always seems to do because he's just crawling under people's legs most of the time <laughs> <laughs> and then Marcus Colston he's still the number two on a high volume passing offense that lost um, Jimmy Graham that lost Jimmy Graham and you know, Where's Colston going? What's his ADP right now? Like wide receiver fifty. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: when we talk about like uh, you're saying with these guys stags in dynasty leagues, here's where I think it's interesting, right? When you're filling out these one dollar players, I always say I would rather have the younger up and coming guy. But if I'm in contention and I'm trying to win, and you know, do I have? I think you have to balance up and coming. You know, let's say you got to fill four of those spots. Well, maybe you want two of them to be up-and-coming guys, but you need other two to be a Marcus Colston and a Danny Woodhead so that you know that you're getting some solid production out of that, out of those players so that you can build for the winner. You know you're not building for the future and taking all long shots at that point. So when you guys are doing one of these leagues and it's a dollar guy, there's no real dollar there. It's not... There's not a you're not putting dollars in a pot. No, it's part of the two hundred dollars. I think that would be more fun. What I would do is I'd roll up all the dollars like I was just about to do a bunch of coke and uh, start or or yeah or slice them. I'm probably gonna do one of these. Sure, let's have a little bit of this. I get a big Bob Marley joint. There we go. All right, here's the last thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a quick pyro promo. Had a great uh, conversation and and uh, Skype call with our developers today. Good, good stuff. Uh, we made a couple of, uh, of moves that are going to help us get this Pyro Pro thing up. I believe it's going to be about the 7th or 10th that we're going to be able to unveil this of, Oct- of August, not October. Excuse October? Me. Excuse me. Uh, I know it says uh, launching in July. Things take a little bit longer around here. We're doing a lot of things. A cool thing that we're up to this weekend is on Sunday, we got Dogmatica, uh, Stag Party, hopefully Houdini, but he's, he also he made some plans as well, and I screwed it up in our kickball tournament we were going to do it on oh, Saturday. Yeah, kickball. But we're going to be populating our resource toolbox uh, and a lot of content for this Pyro Pro, which is a huge step when uh, for the whole thing, and it's awesome. We got developers working on the back end. We're putting a lot of this awesome charts and heightened co- premium content that we've been working on over the course of, in some instances, like the beat writer piece, three years. We've been, we've been working on literally content that hasn't gone onto our site for three years here. Uh, so it's just really, really exciting for us to finally be populating, filling that up that it will only be accessible for Pyro Pro members. Not going to go into any deeper than that, but we're tasting it. Sorry it's taking longer than we wanted to. It just is what it is, but we can taste it. I can taste it, and Pyro Pro is going to be sick. I do think right now in its first incarnation, Pyro Pro is a better thing closer to the start of the season and something week-to-week in season, the way it's really geared around second opinion questions and uh, a lot of heavy player rankings week-to-week. And personalized uh, dashboard. Players. Your personalized dashboard. Yeah, it's personalized dashboard. What's the uh, awesome line that, uh, that that Mo used? Can you can you remember that, Sags? It's a... Uh, you done put me on the spot today? I'm, uh, have I done it too many <laughs> you times? You done did it. You yeah, done did it. You done remembered it. it earlier today when we talked about it. Anyway. Per- personalizing your fantasy football championship or some bullshit. It's pretty cool. And Devontae Adams. So, or three or some bullshit. <laughs> three touchdowns for Devontae Adams last That's Seven. He only had three. Yeah, one oh, in the playoffs. I was gonna say seven sounded pretty good. I'm like, I don't know that he had that. Why did I think he had that? So stop. Because you know what? Because he's gonna drop. Have, he's gonna have seven this year, bro. Great. 
Yes, that's why I did. And 600 yards. Anyway, for a wide receiver uh, 45. I don't think he's going to have 600 yards. The pyro proof. We'll argue again next week. Yeah, good times. We went on. We, 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 this isn't our longest podcast. We went on a bit. Uh, but we're always having a good time. And we're passionate about this for you guys. Thanks for listening to us. We love you. Buy that draft kit. Write that review. Give us a high five. Hit us up. We're having a great action always happening on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. Twitter, we can be found at Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N. The number one AC. I got nothing left for you. We love you. Thanks, guys. So we're going to close it out with just like we are. This is pre-us. One of our inspirations as innovators, groundbreakers who, who just said... Nobody in the industry was going to play him on the radio. Nothing's going to get done. And they still did it anyway. And now, NWA coming back strong and getting all the respect that they deserve. Gangsta, gangsta. Doing it their way. Peace. Oh, shit, man. Damn peachy black gangsters are at it again. I wonder who they fucked up today. You motherfucker!
his ass. He kept rolling. I jumped in the bucket. We couldn't catch him, so I said, fuck it. Then we headed right back to the fort, sweating all the bitches in the biker shorts. We didn't get no play from the ladies. With six niggas in the car, are you crazy? She was scared, and it was Sean. We all said, fuck you, bitch, and kept going to the hood, and we was been to find something else to get into, like some pussy, or in fact, a bum rush, but we call it Rat Pack. On a nigga for nothing at all, Ice Cube would go stupid when I'm full of eight ball. I might stumble, but still won't lose. Now I'm dressed in the county blues, cause I'm the type of nigga that's built to last. If you fuck with me, I put my foot in your ass. I don't give a fuck, cause I keep bailing, bailing. Yo, what the fuck are they yelling? Wait a minute, wait a minute, cut this shit. Man, what you gonna do now? What we gonna do right here is go back. How far you going back? Way back. <laughs> As we go a little something like this. He's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Well, he got all of that. The crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd going wild. For this young Cinderella who's come out of nowhere, he's got about... 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a 500 expect, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... looks like he's going to... This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole!